You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. You can shove your climate crisis. You can shove your climate crisis. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. All right, there we go. Something we can agree with uh, Get That Tune by Own. Finally, good to see you all. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I uh, have the wrong date in that. Uh, how about that? <clears throat> the lower third. Uh, two weeks ago since I did uh, No Go Zone. How about that? Uh, this time around, I, I don't think... Um, well, this is this always gets complicated when you talk about what you perceive to be COVID and all that kind of stuff. But basically, uh, the last time I did get sick, I basically had a, had a cold. They didn't have those weird kind of symptoms uh, that I have. But I, ironically, I missed two No Go Zones during that cold because the loss of my voice partially. Not the first, uh, first week, but the second week I lost my voice. Uh, but the first, uh, whatever that was, the spat back in August, something like that, which uh, we think was COVID, but uh, it might not have been. I haven't done my antibody test yet, so we don't know. Uh, then I reckon I didn't miss any any of them, uh, although I did feel much worse later on after that. But you know, whatever. Uh, let's that's that's details, right? Good to be back with you, miss you guys. It was good uh, to be here on uh, Woden's Day, Wednesdays, as it were, and uh, connect with all of you. Hang out for a bit to talk about some of the latest insane stuff uh, that's happening. And, of course, there's no difference here today. Uh, we are going to dive into some of the latest. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. Virginia, that race, the Republicans are gaining in certain areas. And I'm going to blackpill you a little bit on that. Okay, the, the, There's some uh, positive, there's positive tones to it. There's a good, uh, there's a good um, reason for that that's happening. But the choices we have are not great whatsoever, uh, you know, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Uh, otherwise, yeah, f- uh, check out the latest uh, weekend wear that we did. Uh, since it was Halloween weekend here, we were uh, one day uh, late recording that, so it went up uh, yesterday, uh, but it was a good show. We talked about the uh, <clears throat> the extension to the meta thing, the swap between, are they going to go from, you know, the, the COVID stuff over to climate change and the climate lockdowns and stuff like that too. Uh, we do have a little bit more follow-up on that here today, too. But uh, I definitely recommend you checking it out. We, uh, members.com check out the latest Weekend Warrior uh, show. That's, uh, was it, 204? Uh, episode 204. So there's plenty in the archives for you if you want to enjoy uh, an exclusive members show for our members. And we appreciate your support as well, by the way. Okay. So uh, we are uh, late here today. Late and gay as usual, I guess. I am a time optimist, and I uh, tend to to fail uh, on that. And sometimes I, I forget just how many, uh, <clears throat> well, for the simplicity's sake, uh, updates and button uh, put, uh, clicks of mouses, uh, the, the click of the mouse that has to be done before everything works and clicks. Uh, but uh, Dan Mather over on Entropy Stream said, uh, a wizard is never late when I said, I'll be right with you guys. Uh, well, sometimes it does feel like I do Gandalf work. Uh, let me tell you. Thank you, Dan Mather. I appreciate that. Uh, we also have Michael57DE joining us over on uh, Entropy Stream. Says, Hail Henrik. Hail the gods. Well, it looks like the Severdo kits I told you uh, I had ordered will arrive too late to be of use. Oh, no. I'm on day five of my quarantine for COVID. So far, no worse than any ordinary chest cold. Been doing the Zelenko protocol and lots of herbal teas. Unpleasant, but not unbearable. Well, first of all, so- sorry to hear that. And... Uh, Hopefully you've done, are you, and it's, you know, it's always, it's hard with this. Have you actually, did you get tested? If you do a PCR test, I don't trust it. Um, but we have reason to not trust uh, antibody tests either. Actually, I had a friend who did uh, two antibody tests and one came out positive and one came out negative. 
<laughs> so you're like split 50-50. And they're like expensive. They're like 65 bucks uh, a pop. It depends on where you are. There might be more money. Maybe you're somewhere where they're like, I don't know, subsidized or something. So you can get them for a little bit less. Um, but uh, my recommendation would be uh, to you, Michael, um, you boost up on a lot. Go back to the show where we show the protocols of like supplements and stuff like that and, and do that. I think we got started on some of them a little bit too late and the virus, whatever it is. I mean, I again, I don't I don't know if it's COVID, right? I, I will do an anti antibody test, but we have reason to believe that it was not. Uh, but we don't know. Anyway, um, whatever it was, I mean, it was a bioway. Maybe someone knew, maybe something Fauci has cooked up in one of his other labs somewhere. Who knows? What, I, again, I've said this many times before, but can you imagine the biological agent testing scheme that they can run under the guise of something like COVID. They can hone in on certain areas, certain parts of uh, the country or other countries and drop whatever they're cooked up in some lab somewhere. And as long as the, you know, you're not like, you know, your flesh is rotting off your bone and you're, you know, vomiting out your guts and, and then you, you, you die in a pile of, you know, acid or something. <clears throat> um, you, I mean, but even that, even that, with oh well, that's COVID. That's just the new, that's the new strain of COVID right there. But I mean, if there's something similarities uh, there with some of the stuff, then they can just say, yeah, well, that's COVID, you know. Or people will perceive that that's what it is. Well, in reality, it might be something else. But what, regardless, whatever. Then you have the spike protein thing with the vaccine. You know, have you were you exposed to a vaccinated person, right? And then it's like, well, will you develop antibodies to that, or will you only get a kind of a like a, a response like you've been exposed to a toxin type thing i i don't know it's it's just a it's a bloody mess to be honest but uh, i would say this depending on what you've been exposed to or whatever it is michael still it, it's never bad especially in these times to do, to boost up on a lot of the supplements and get them a, a regime like that right um maybe i can pull them up later at the show i can't remember all of them now but you know it, 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 it's the usual stuff like but obviously d3 Lots of C if you can get a raw source for it. Uh, uh, fish oil, quercetin, zinc. Uh, does I zinc? Um, what else would do? Even B one if you have heart issues and stuff like that, right? Which we've had. Um, there's other supplement uh, GCQ ten, I think it is, right? Or am I getting that wrong? Uh, there's a couple of other things like that, and. Uh, I'm forgetting a few now, so I don't want to do a disservice here to to butchering that. But <clears throat> get get on that anyway, because that's a good what do they call it? Prophylactic, right? Ivermectin, of course, if you have it, and that's in those Ziverdo kits that I uh, that we you know uh, that you asked me about, Michael, as well. But I think it's, it's the same thing happened. Obviously, some of that arrived a bit too late, so just you know be aware of that. If you can, if you have another source or something, might not be a bad idea to try to get a, a hold of that uh, beforehand. But uh, yeah, uh, hang in there, Michael, because it it, it will pass. Uh, for the most part, I don't think it is um, that bad, but it depends on how long it, it like remains in your body. Well, again, whatever it is, it, it, this, is a, this is a goddamn mess, right? Um, so get better, uh, Michael. But and, and quarantine again—that's that's bullshit. We're, you know, that's horrible. You're in Germany, right? So they have uh, quarantine there. They uh, you tested positive somewhere, and there's like, yeah, in you go. Hopefully, you won't have it at your own expense like in Canada <laughs> here you go 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 to this hotel uh pay money to um to sit the, sit in the room all day Jimmy Fallon says the proper way to loot a target speaking to the music video we played uh, before the start of the recording here so the street those, those of you watching live will know what this reference is about um 
Jimmy Fallon says, the proper way to loot a target in roller skates while picking up a hot chick uh, with 80s-like music in the background. There you go. Uh, yeah, that was uh, The Midnight is the, the name of the band. Thank you, Jimmy Fallon. Appreciate that. Another one from uh, Jimmy Fallon says, it's Wednesday, my dudes. That's right. And uh, Niflheim 266 or 2066 says, keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Vegan videos. Uh, good to see you as well. So, Henrik, I want to say, respectively, there is no reason not to... Not to, uh, let me see here, let me read read again. Henrik, I want to respectfully, say respectfully, that there is no reason now to not know whether or not COVID existed. Uh, Exists, please have Dr. Andrew Kaufman on the show. No, as I said, I mean, it's it's like, um, you know, we could, uh, again, when we talk about it, we talk about it from the point of view of um, whatever it is that they're releasing, right? I mean, we consider the vaccine to be a kind of a bioweapon. You can argue that that's the driver of COVID now even if it wasn't real in the beginning, which I t- completely agree with, right? Uh, I still think, though, they would release things under the guise of this, right? Even if it was a me- media campaign solely in 2020. I've talked about this so many times before, so I don't want to bore you guys with this. But, you know, even if it was simply a media campaign back in 2020, vaccine is introduced, then I personally know a number of people that are falling in and and they're exposed to something which makes them to a degree sick, like they've never been before, or at least along the ride of that, they are feeling something which they never felt before, and that's what we went through too. Uh, the The problem with it is, uh, the problem with it too, though, is that there's so much misinformation that we cannot know. And even if you do try to confirm it by getting antigen tests or antibody tests, uh, forget about the P. I'm not even talking about the PCR test. That's like notoriously unreliable, right? Uh, but even then, you're getting mixed results, right? So my point is confusion all around, but under the guise of that, I think there's something real floating around that, whether it's engineered or whatever it is, right? Um, but yes, I, 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 I largely, uh, largely agree with, uh, with that take up to whatever, you know, happened in 2021, early 2021. All right, guys, uh, we should get uh, rolling here before we get too uh, late in the game. Uh, we do have a lot to cover. Can begin on this, I guess. Charlottesville. <clears throat> Am I going to have issues? Yeah, so Odyssey. That's one thing I mentioned here before we start, too. Odyssey. I have an Odyssey window open again, and it seems to just sucking every single bit of RAM I have, and that's why it takes like a long time for me to open just an article window. So I'm not sure what's happening with Odyssey. You might or you might not be able to watch us over there, but I've, I've, I had problems updating. Um, it says 39 currently watching over there, so hopefully you can see it as, uh, at least... Let me see if it starts from even. Yeah, it's very slow. Whatever's going on over at Odyssey, uh, it seems to just choke out my computer all around. So I might have to close. I have to close that window uh, just to get the article <laughs> pages. I, well, I have the chat chat open on the same, you know, computer on that side. So anyway, then you know why I can't be following the Odyssey chat. Uh, they seem to have some issues over there. Yeah, with it, Odyssey. Otherwise, we, uh, we we love them so far, what they're doing. They're, they're, do, they're doing overall good work, of course. Fairly new platform, so we don't be too hard on them. But uh, yeah, something's been up with Odyssey the last couple of streams we've done there. So hopefully you can watch us there. If not, of course, um, go to our Telegram or Twitter or our Gab, and you see all the links where you can watch the stream on other platforms. All right, anyway. So the uh, we talked in the Weekend Warrior Show a little bit about the uh, farce that is the Charlottesville trial, of course. And we had Jason Kessler with us a while back, too, to talk about that. And it's no big surprise. Roberta Kaplan bankrolled by the ADL. It's trying to make um, it's a civil <clears throat> suit. And they're trying to make an example out of <clears throat> the uh, the people there that has roped up into the trial. 
uh, by using like an old antiquated uh, KKK uh, law from like 1890 something or 80, 1870 something. I forget what it was, something like that. Uh, to basically de- deny these people their First Amendment rights and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. But apparently, of all people, uh, James Edwards says on Twitter today, Deborah Lipstadt, remember that movie that came out? We even had um, Michael Hoffman II with us on the show. On, it was on a Weekend Warrior show. We brought him on live and talked about the uh, the, the film where they were uh, defaming uh, David Irving, right? The historian. The only historian that done some, I mean, only historian in terms of doing the the extensive digging type of work that he's done. He wrote one of the only, I think, auto, like, well, it's not called auto, autobiography then, right? Uh, it's called like unofficial biography or whatever the technical term is for that, uh, of, uh, <clears throat> of uh, that, uh, that uh, Austrian painter. You remember that guy with the mustache? Um, so she was depicted in that, and as uh, James pointed out, she was depicted by, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Rachel something? Rachel Weiss or something, right? <laughs> in, the, in the movie. But yeah, so they wheeled out uh, Lipstadt. To testify in the Charlottesville uh, trials, I, I, so you know the Kenosha thing with we haven't talked about that in detail either. That's happening, you know, so many things happening right now. Um, but, but the Kenosha trial is, is going on with uh, with Cal Rittenhouse, and that you can watch live. As far as I know, the Charlottesville you cannot watch live. It doesn't seem, it, despite the fact of the weight that it carries for being, you know, what they want to have with the outcome of this thing. You cannot watch that live, but I believe you can dial in like a phone number to to follow along audio, you know. Uh, but I would have uh, loved to watch uh, that testimony. So that just to give you a little bit of an idea of the, of the clown world, <clears throat> excuse me, that we're living in right now when it comes to the trials and stuff. And of course, it ties into what we'll talk about here in a moment with Glenn Youngkin, right? There was that gay op by the Lincoln Project that did their little tiki torch gay op against Youngkin uh, on behalf of... Um, uh, to to uh, to bolster Terry McCullough, right? Who had a, as far as I know, I might, you have to dig some of this work out again. But he had a, a hand in in creating, if not the, the the outcome of that day in Charlottesville, he jumped on this immediately to try to benefit from the situation. And I remember way back even then, he was like, he aspired, you know, to become governor of Virginia and stuff like that. And um, I'll say this as as and we'll talk about. Yunkin in a moment here. As bad as Yunkin is, it, it, it's, I mean, McAuliffe is, is, is like radically worse uh, th- than Yunkin, but Yunkin is not good at all. <laughs> Either way, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment too, right? So that's what's happening on that front. Uh, we'll keep, they're in the second week here now. So uh, yeah, second week, we're in a Wednesday here. So we have a couple of days left uh, to conclude the second week. And we'll uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of a summary Friday or something like that. Uh, to see what's happened, but it's it's a mess to be to be honest. And even of course, you have all the people there. They can't you, you know people that were involved and are being sued or you know whatever the you know charged or, or yeah sued. I guess uh, they can mount a a, a a joint defense because there are so many factions now and split up and and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's it's a big mess, right? Uh, okay, before we get to Yunkin here, then Germany. Yeah, it looks a little bit quicker now. So that's definitely Odyssey sucking up all the RAM for some reason. Uh, Germany. In Germany, a Turkish man has rammed into a group of children, which led to the the death of one young girl. And at this point, German authorities believe that it is intentional. 
German authorities believe, um, they say they believe a Turkish suspect acted with intent when he crashed into a group of school children last week, killing an eight-year-old girl and injuring two more, according to reports. The horrifying incident unfolded around 8 a.m. on Friday mornings. This is last week. I, I missed that at the time. Uh, in uh, Witzenhausen, a small town in the state of Hesse, a group of children was uh, walking on a sidewalk in front of a daycare center when they were struck by a uh, by a a, a car a car of peace, a diversity car of peace, driven by a lone Turkish man. The man deviated from his lane uh, to the right for an unexplained reason and ultimately left the road completely, police explained in a statement shortly after the crash. As a result, the vehicle collided with a group of several pupils who were walking to the local elementary school on an adjacent um, somewhat wider section of a sidewalk directly in front of a daycare center. The small car then uh, crashed into a stone wall. Three girls, aged seven and eight, were rushed to the hospital with serious injuries. Little uh, little Imke, is that actually his, her, her first name, Little, or do they just mean Little as in Imke uh, is, I think, her last name, right? So maybe then her first name is Little, I'm not sure, but Imke, eight years old, uh, passed away later that day. So a 30-year-old Turkish Muslim man uh, deliberately did this. Great stuff. But uh, white supremacy, the greatest threat, am I right? All right, so we had, uh, oh, didn't that open? I wanted to, I wanted the CNN piece on that. Uh, that's too bad right here. Where did that go? CNN piece. More turnout than ever. Where did that go? Holy smokes. Let me click in here. Um, that's too, that's too bad. Okay, so the Yunkin, Yunkin, thin, Yunkin, is it kind of hard to say his name actually? Yunkin, Glenn Yunkin. No, they killed that story. That's interesting. And then you have the New Jersey uh, race going at the same time, of course, right? Uh, let me just see if I can find that real quick. Um, oh, this is the wrong keyboard. I'll just do that. Uh, we had a uh, massive turnout, I guess, here then for uh, Yunkin, the next coming uh, <coughs> uh, Republican governor of Virginia. Do they have that? Yeah, this was funny. CNN, <laughs> CNN Van Jones says, a Yunkin victory would be a Delta variant of Trumpism. Uh, so of course they're having a meltdown and stuff, but that's not that's not good enough. Oh, they, they okay, they they just um, they they removed that story as it were. That's too bad. It was a CNN piece, but anyway, it's not the most important thing. I didn't want to talk about you know the too much details about you know why he won or something like that. A little bit more than exposing the guy. Uh, and apparently they said, I saw some sources said that uh, even Youngkin had had uh, held Trump at arm's length or something like that during the race. But we do have some clips we want to play. Excuse me. And um, why don't we begin with this, right? So this is the guy who's being slated as the big, you know, the big Virginia is turning red again. It's, it's you know, the, the, it's happening. GOP is gaining back control and everything is going to be wonderful, right? Or whatever uh, the conservatives believe it, right? Uh, let's play the first clip here where he's uh, talking about his Chinese investments at the World Economic Forum. Uh, and of course, media is portraying him as an outsider for, for the longest time, when the opposite is the true, uh, is truth. He is uh, an anti-free speech activist. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, too. Uh, he's also a supporter of the COVID vaccines. We'll have a clip about that in a bit. He's also the CEO of the Carlyle Group for 25 years, which, of course, uh, coincidentally... Uh, is partnered 
with the World Economic Forum, right? This is a he's an outsider, he's a business guy. This is going to he's going to fix things. Now, is it a, is is this a sign of something? Is this a reflection of oh, absolutely, of course, right? But it's not always, you know, and there was a big turnout in Virginia and that's there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of legitimate good reasons for why people turn out. But if uh, primarily white people, and I think they blamed uh, independents and white women, I believe, on this one so far, uh, the reason why uh, the, the Democrat didn't win, right? So it's, of course, always white people's fault that this happened. But they should know, those people should know, that if, even though there's an R after this guy's name, it doesn't really matter, right? It, it's, the, it's, the, it's the substance that, that matters. Where does this guy stand? Just being in opposition to someone who's worse or, or, or the bad guy doesn't make you kind of the good guy, right? But here's the uh, clip from uh, Glenn Youngkin here at uh, the World Economic Forum. What we saw really in the fourth quarter, um, and it showed up in the economic data, and we have a very large uh, portfolio in China, was that the consumer um, was nervous. Um, and so when you take an environment where you have trade disputes um, that are very well understood, um, and you have a deleveraging that's gone on, and you have a consumer that drives a meaningful part of your economy, it's not surprising that when the consumer gets nervous and spends less, that the economy slows down. Yeah. This, is, this is a very basic input into GDP growth, and we see a new kind of Chinese, Chinese consumer today. Yeah, there, there you go. Good, uh, good stuff here, right? <clears throat> so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like we're, we're, we're concerned about the, uh, what is it now? We're concerned about the uh, the GDP and uh, keeping the taxes low and stuff, right? I don't get me wrong. I don't want to pay super uh, high taxes, especially these days when uh, it's being funded to to destroy us, right? But obviously, that's not the the, the central uh, issue here, right? The economy and stuff like that, right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, here's here's actually the story. I thought it was a CNN piece, so that's that's my bad. CNBC piece. There's a huge difference between these outlets, of course. Uh, Virginia election sees highest turnout in recent history, fueling Glenn Youngkin's victory. Right, so that there's a reason for that, and that's a good victory. Uh, good, that's a good. In that sense, it's a good victory. But is he the man to kind of pick up the slack here? Absolutely not. Right. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, a wealthy businessman, flipped the Virginia governorship in uh, to Republican control in a race that saw the highest turnout among the state's voters in recent history. Voter turnout is also higher than any other gubernatorial election in Virginia since 1997. Experts says that the high turnout is a product of expanded early voting access in the Commonwealth and Youngkin and McAuliffe's massive campaign war chest. Uh, no, I, I think one of the reasons, I, I guess I should, I should not blow too much right away here, right? Let me do this. Let me do this before getting to the reasons of why he was why he was elected. Right. So yeah, the Carlisle Group, big uh, big globalist group. Right. Um, I got all my links mis- mixed up here today. Where where uh, where did they go here? Uh, we want the. Okay, that's a, that's a bummer. <clears throat> we want the link. Hold on, hold on a second here, ladies and gentlemen. We want the link on uh, Glenn Youngkin's website. I got to pull up. Uh, my uh, notes here again. I don't know why I missed uh, missed that all of a sudden. That's funny. <clears throat> um, the here we go. Here here's the link here on his website regarding uh, the anti free speech activism that he's involved in. Right. I got my all all my stuff mixed up here today. Sorry about that. Here we go. Uh, let me see. Where is it here? 
There it is, right there. Okay, good, good stuff. So this is on uh, his his own website here. That's what we're going to look at, and uh, it's his uh, announcement to combat uh, anti-Semitism in Virginia, right? And they say, "Well, that's good. Well, that's good, right?" And then you you know drill down to the details of this, and you realize, well, this is more anti-free speech than I think, right? Um, this is his website, Yunkin for uh, Yunkin for Governor Political outsider, yeah, but it, but business insider, successful businessman and Republican nominee for Governor Glenn Yunkin today announced a plan to combat anti-Semitism in Virginia, and it says here. With so it begins like this with what I just read, right? With crime increasing and the Commonwealth's murder rate at a two-decade high, Yunkin is committed to prioritizing safety as governor as he seeks to make Virginia the best place in America to live, work, and raise a family for all people. One area of particular concern to Yunkin is the increasing number of crimes targeting Jews, he writes there. And then so you click in on the piece that he links to there, the Commonwealth's murder rate at two-decade high, right? Which gets you to this piece, NBC 12, homicides in Virginia hit highest levels in two decades, right? And then you go through the article and you read some stuff and they talk about one high-profile case where a former sheriff's deputy is accused of conspiring with a lover to murder his wife, which is like, okay, well, that's something, right? That's some, but that's more like an, a family affair, I guess, to a certain extent, right? Uh, but the other uh, references they use for the for why the murder rates were driven up in many counties, right? And they talk about Henry County. They talk about uh, what was the other county that they taught Port, uh, Portsmouth, or maybe that is in in Henry County. I'm not sure actually where where what county that is in. But they talk about the victims of a 17 year old 17 uh, year old who fe- was felled by a drive by shooting. And then you click in and look and check that out. Uh, and the victim is black. It's a drive-by shooting by blacks who shot a black person, right? And then the other reference they have there uh, is about two sailors. Uh, two sa- sailors that were shot and killed during a fight. And then you click in and, and you find out the names. And it was these two guys, Taquin Moore and Stevon Mosley, that was accused of, of murdering a third person who I also believe was black. So it's black-on-black black, uh, murders here that they list beyond the former sheriff's deputy who was conspiring with the lover to kill his wife right beyond that so far those are the, re- the those are the main drivers of 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 the of the crime that he links to in his piece regarding anti-semitism it's like okay well what does that got to do with, with anything right and then he goes on that is why i as a governor will form a virginia holocaust genocide and anti-semitism advisory commission commission and push the virginia general assembly to pass a state law adopting the international holocaust remembrance alliance working definition of anti-semitism and then you click in on that and you realize of course you know this is what the state department had adopted uh, a, a while ago right i think we had that source uh, to uh, if we can, if we can load one of those days with the computer. Here it is. Right? Defining anti-Semitism, right? It's the same. Uh, it's the same source as the International uh, Holocaust Remembers uh, Alliance is using, or something like that, right? But they were using a, di- a couple of different things, and, and, and for one was basically, you know, there's a lot of different things here. But it, this is, of course, a blatant uh, violation of you know the First Amendment. They can call it a hate crime or something if you point something out or you know the right things. Um, uh, let me see here. 
uh, was it a critique of Israel, right? Was one of the first ones that they listed too. I mean, there's certain things which are already illegal, calling for aiding or justifying the killing or harming of Jews in the name of radical ideologies. Like that's already what do you mean special? That's already illegal, right? What's it? Anyway, you get the idea, right? Um, yeah, but like especially singling out Israel as an ethnic state and stuff, which is, of course, you know, an eth- is an ethno state for the Jewish people, right? Um, but basically, if you uh, say that Jews control media, economy, government, or other societal institutions, right? Uh, and of course, you can argue, is it, are you talking about that they disproportionately, for example, control media or, or economy? Look at Joe Biden's cabinet right now, right? There are uh, over 50% members of the cabinet, which is a massive overrepresentation, considering that there are zero point, I think, two, or is it four percent of the U.S. population, for example? So, is that considered? So, to to say that, to accurately point that out, is that considered then to be a definition of anti-Semitism, which could l- land you in jail? Right? These are very these are free speech issues that if you can't talk about the reality that you see in front of yourself, uh, right? It, it's a huge difference by saying of of looking at who is uh, at the head or at the board of of many mainstream you know media companies for example versus calling for the murder of a group that's a hugely different uh, thing when it comes to free speech right uh, one is free speech and the other is not right accusing the jews of as a people or a state of uh, or israel as a state of interventing or exaggerating the holocaust there's a bunch of stuff like that anyway so the point is why I'm bringing this up is that this is another israel first you know kind of kind of kind of guy, right? It's always the same thing. He will infringe of Americans' first rights to talk about the things that they want to talk about in an effort uh, to try to, you know, deal with crimes, he says. Uh, Increase crimes, and then you click on the link and and you see that it's black-on-black crime. What has that got to do with anti-Semitism? You know, there's all these things, right? All these uh, nonsensical things in there, which doesn't make sense, right? Big surprise, right? Yeah, I will I will push the General Assembly to pass a law adopting the internationally recognized definition of anti-Semitism, and I will form a commission to examine and address anti-Semitic incidents in Virginia. Our Jewish friends and neighbors must know that we stand with them against the tide of hate and discrimination, uh, was one of the quotes uh, that he had there, right? And, uh, of course, it gets uh, uh, better if we go to the other race. We'll return to Yunkin in a little bit, too. Uh, if we want to keep it, well, the other race, I guess it could be twofold in this case, uh, which is the Marine, the Patriotic Marine, New York Post says, um, who won the lieutenant governor position in Virginia, a Republican. Uh, and we're going to listen to her video here in a little bit too. And uh, it, this is kind of interesting because she talks about how this is not about race. It's not about me being black, right? And then there's an immediate contradiction. Uh, in regards to this immediately after that, right? Um, Republican Winsome Sears, who held a 50,000-vote lead in her bid to become the first black woman lieutenant governor of Virginia, declared that we should... Sorry, that she she would uh, die for America in a fiery victory speech early Wednesday as supporters splashed photos of her posing with a rifle on social media, right? So this is the... uh, This is the... Uh, this is the uh, the conservatives. They love this uh, because they have to signal how much of not racists they are, you know, kind of thing. Which is to fall into the trap of the lie. You don't have to prove anything to these people. Look, they hate you and they want to replace you. Uh, just let that go. But of course, they have to. Can't they can't let this go? 
and, and of course, in many regards, you could argue that this is the the reason that this happens is because there's this desire by you know conservatives and Republicans that they have to prove themselves to the opposition, which doesn't matter what you do, they will hate you anyway. They will call you a racist or whatever. If that's such a in this day and age, it's such a bad thing. Really, they anything you do is called that. Whatever. As soon as you put up opposition, they 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 score, they scream and they squirm and they get and they do and say whatever they have to to get you to back down and stop. It, it's a it's a it's a method for them to win, right? Kind of thing. Now, will she be the absolutely best woman for the job and whatever? It's like, I I don't I, I really don't know. Uh, but I wanted to play the video because it is interesting from her own from the horse's mouth, so to speak, that she recognizes that this is not about me being black. And then the direct line after that contradicts that very uh, sentence. Let's uh, listen a little bit to her victories, part of her victory speech. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me. I was willing, willing to die for this country. Oh, did they cut it off? Oh, holy smokes. I can't believe this. They cut it off right there. Okay, let me pull. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, let me pull up the, the YouTube video. They had the quote underneath, so I figured, okay, they play it all in there. Great, I have it. All right, let me. <laughs> Sorry about that. You got to hear the line after. Of course, they cut that off then. That makes sense, right? Uh, they, <clears throat> so, okay, this is, this is, um, it, it's, it's actually quite funny. So I'm looking for the right link here too. <clears throat> I did, uh, I did have it here. Um, let me, let me read it to you after here. She says, um, uh, in case you haven't noticed, she said, I'm black and I haven't been, uh, and I have been black all my life, but that's not what this is about. She said, what we're going to do now is, is, uh, to be about the business of the Commonwealth. She continued. And then here it is. We have things to tend to. We are going to fully fund our historically black colleges and universities. Yeah. We are going to have safer neighborhoods, safer communities, and our children are going to get a good education, right? So immediately it's about uh, we have to do all the kinds of things that the Democrats have been talking about. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't be sure funded them or whatever, but why the hell is it immediately about this, right? It's immediately about that. It's immediately about these are talking points uh, picked up from well, what, like the, the the Democrats, right? So we can find out here. Here it is. Here it is. <clears throat> this is that's what's so amazing with this, right? Here it is. I want to. I, I want you to hear this. Goddamn New York Post! Can't believe they did that. That's uh, that's unfair. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh my God! It's one of, one of those days. Bear bear with me here. I, I do appreciate you. Okay, so USA, oh, we, we heard all that. Right? You know, I love you too. I am here. Yes. Motivated, dedicated, 
So I'm, I'm here because of you. I'm here because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the only reason I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, this is a bit long. It's about eight, it's about eight minutes long, so I guess I, I should have saved the exact uh, time code. But that's what she says. <laughs> Trust me, that's what she says. That's quoted from the New York Post, too. So anyway, so if, out the gates, we have work to do. We're going to fully fund, fund our historically black colleges and universities. Why, why did she have to bring that up, then, if it wasn't about her being black or about race or anything like that, right? Anyway, so that's what you, that's what you got right there. And of course, it is uh, always, you know, a treat then to, uh, you know, to see the we're in it for the uh, the meltdown of the libs, right? That's what it's all about. It's uh, you know, we come for that, and, and I, I and I do admit it, it is fun to see that. I don't mind that it they, it deserves them right. It's it's absolutely a uh, a temporary, um, if not a uh, was a transient uh, morale booster, I guess to a certain extent. It's fun. But just because the, you know, the, the just because one opposition lines up and says this candidate is is he's the worst guy ever, and we oppose him with everything we got, and and if we don't get our way, we're going to scream like little kids. It, it doesn't make the, 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 their opposition a, a good guy or someone who's fit for the job, of course, right? So, uh, so here's anyway how they covered this with with some of the uh, uh, and listen to this too. Fox News is talking about. I think they say, was it the the word establishment media they use or something like that? I forget exactly what it's like. You're Fox News. You're one of the biggest news outlets out there. Like this is, anyway, listen to this here. And again, it's so it's fun. Yes, I agree. It, you know, it's fun to see them, you know, lose their shit and whatever. But, but it's like, but while this circus goes on, while this like, oh, finally, now Republican is back in, right? That's what, I, I don't even know how many of you guys watching are, are even on that page. Maybe not many are. You shouldn't be. But there's still some of that out there, right? And, and and so it's good to put this in this place, right? Of like, look at these candidates that they're put, put you know, put, putting up, and, and and while the real issues that should be discussed in races like this are going unnoticed, and it becomes about funding. Now, let's fully fund the the, the historically black colleges and universities. Well, what about the, the anti-white hate? What about critical race theory, right? Which he ran on and stuff. Is something's going to be done against that? But the the vaccination mandates now coming. We'll talk more about that later. The masks, right? Everything, everything that's happened in Loudoun County, right? But I get ahead of myself. Let, let's listen to this first here. Establishment candidate. He's been an establishment candidate. Let me see here. Here we go. Terry McAuliffe was the establishment candidate. He's been an establishment candidate, establishment politician his entire career. And so with, uh, quite understandably, the establishment media, when it was very clear the Republican in the fleece vest was going to win, well, did they like it? You be the judge. Oh, my God. It was totally not tied into the World Economic Forum. He wore a fleece vest, and he had an R after his name. Uh, when this election's over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? Same disease, but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places. The exit poll showed that, that which was interesting, that the coronavirus or that the virus was a very has low not importance to many yes, of the voters which there. Was fascinating. It was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. No, it's <laughs> no, it's it's about uh, white parents finally having enough of teachers 
telling these white kids that they should feel guilty for being white and for being blamed for everything, that they're the root cause, their race, their people is the root cause of all the issues. It's this hair splitting over critical race theory. Oh, is it a watered down version of it? Is it not? That's irrelevant. It's anti-whiteism. It's a cult and it's harmful to kids who are white. Right. And that's what and that's what I think many of these people that came out are, are sick and tired of, among other things. It's a you know convergence of issues here. But that's a big part of it. The CRT thing, the Lowndes County thing that happened with all the pedos there, the uh, the rape. Right. We'll talk more about that in a moment, too. There's, there's so many other things happening here. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection. The announcement that Joe Biden will not be happy to hear. Uh, and it also shows how incredibly divided this country is. So last night was a wake up call. Well, you did that. The Washington Post talked to Partially. a couple of uh, current. All right. So you get the idea, right? <clears throat> You get the idea. It's fun to see them squirm. And it's fun to see. And, and I'm glad that Terry McAuliffe didn't win. He's horrific and horrible. But what kind of candidate is is Yunkin, right? He's another business establishment uh, a, a guy, right? And I think he's going to fold on a lot of issues. We'll, we'll get to that later, too. Again, uh, what were some of the issues? Why, why did he win then, right? I think he won because... As I said, white par- many white parents are tired of these teachers and these liberal, progressive, insane lunatics, be it at the school boards or ahead of the school, teachers, etc., teaching white children to hate themselves by teaching this boiled-down version of critical race theory, right? They're also tired of it because of what happened, as I said, in Loudoun County, uh, with a basically a boy who dressed up as a girl who says he's a girl who raped a girl in a was it a bathroom or locker room or something or like in the bathroom in the girls locker rooms right that's just a few of them then there's the vaccine there's the masks forced on on kids all those kinds of things that converge and so it's a good it's a sign of something good but it's not going to be this guy is not going to get get us out of that situation right even the even the gay op with the lincoln project right we talked about that it set up the t- the tiki torches and all that kind of stuff right uh, to try to reflect negatively on yunkin and i think even that in a way kind of helped yunkin when that was exposed right i mean he clearly did right because it was such a, a reckless and dumb you know kind of gay op and the liberal press for standing up for these, you know, rhinos at the Lincoln Project, they're the most, you know, anti-Trump. They're, they're, ba- they're basically, you know, Democrat operative. You want to get into the the the, the game of of, uh, you know, uh, red versus blue fight or whatever. But it's still interesting that that a literally a pedophile group like the Lincoln Project is getting the backing right of the of the, of the liberal press. It was just a, a short little. Uh, a short little reminder of that, of a, of a supercut, of like how much of you know free advertising they gave to the Lincoln Project and, and how much they love them because they were anti-Trump and all that stuff. Right? Steve Schmidt, you're part of the Lincoln Project. You are destroying this president's incompetence. And there's one level at which the Lincoln Project is just trolling Donald Trump and inside his head manifestly. The Lincoln Project is like watching a Jay-Z Nas rap battle. I mean, they don't let up on this president. The Lincoln Project, founded by members of the GOP, dedicated to Seeing Donald Trump defeated. And their ads are terrific. They're smart. They're super fast, which is great. And they're also pedophiles. But, you know, let's not talk about that. 
Uh, they troll Donald Trump. The, the Lincoln Project has just been hammering Donald Trump. I think he's starting to feel for the first time, you know, <laughs> what it likes to be losing. Take a look at this new ad uh, taunting Trump from the Lincoln Project. Well, they're out with a devastating new TV ad. Here's the Lincoln Project's latest ad. Let's take a look at part of a new ad. I, I want to play an ad. Here is the latest ad. And when I say new, this one's new. <laughs> President's certainly not going to like waking up to that new ad. They're all against you, Mr. President. And oh my God! All right, we I've, even that I've seen enough of. But you you get the idea, right? <laughs> and so, but they're so they're tired of this shit. They're tired of this absolute nonsense. These 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 voters. So that's good that they're they're coming out for that, right? Uh, but here's here's a here's a picture, right? And they deny this. Oh, it's not you know the Loudoun County, the the school board there. We're going to handle this internally. You know the rape I'm talking about, right? Was it Scott Smith? I think the father's name was of the of the girl who was raped. Um, here's a picture of the not trans 15 year old who committed multiple sex assault assaults, including the girl's bathroom in Loudoun County, wearing a kitten choker with rainbow socks and standing in front of an array of LGBT flags flags this is via uh, Daily Mail who had this uh, piece here, too. So they're not uh, totally not trans has nothing to do with the issue. And, of course, they try to cover it up, right? And the father, when he complained at one of the school board meetings, is one of the reasons why they're not terrorist labeling parents who go to school board school board meetings or PTA meetings and are angry with what they're trying to teach their kids. Look, school board, you work for the parents, not the other way around. Remember the Washington Post article? Oh, you think your parents think they have something to say about their kids' education? No, they don't. <laughs> they just sit down and shut up, right? But this is what this is part of why Yunkin won these kinds of things. And that's good because that's a sign of of, of parents being Fed up, right? Having completely just like they've had enough. But there's also a demographic window to weave into this as well. That this is a, I think this is a one off. Unless, of course, you know, you could always, and that's what's happening now. The Republican Party are pivoting, right? There's basically no one left to represent, for now, the majority population in the United States, right? For white people to stand up for themselves, that's evil. And the Republicans think that too now. But the point of this too is that they're fighting a they're fighting a shadow version of what they think it is, right? It's the same thing happened with Donald Trump, right? It's almost it's almost that the leftists' delusion is so powerful, and when they plaster this all over the media, that both conservatives and maybe those who are on the outside who are not, you know, consider themselves conservatives, but they're monitoring and they're watching this, they don't like CRT, they don't like all the pedo stuff in schools, well, you know, they don't like the vaccine mandates or the, you know, this kind of stuff. They're almost like well, if they're against them, this has to be the good guy. If they're if they're so obsessed about this guy, they have to he, he has to be a good option. But, but that's not it. These people li- are living in such a delusion. And they're kicking and screaming like the little babies as soon as they don't get what they want. But that doesn't mean that, you know, Trump did any of the things that they claimed that he was or was going to do. Right. It, some things did he try? Sure, I'm sure he did, right? But regardless, at the end of the day, it was not that bad. Here's a, a perfect example of this, right? There was like uh, going around quite a bit, right? Jared Yates Sexton says, After the loss in Virginia, we have to talk about how the CRT panic is a fascistic white supremacist conspiracy theory weaponized by an authoritarian movement. The Democratic Party needs to get serious about this right now. There is no time to spare. 
Coverage today of the Virginia result is predictable finger-pointing contest, but what's getting lost is that the Democrats are losing the battle over reality about this CRT conspiracy theory is proving incredibly dangerous and useful. It's time we recognize the threat. To be clear, the CRT issue isn't about critical race theory. It's about ensuring that actual history <laughs> and information are censored. Yeah, that's right. If you don't want to teach critical race theory, which again is a hair splitting of the definition of the term or whatever, useless discussion, don't even have it. What they're teaching is anti-white garbage and it's teaching white kids to hate themselves. And that's wrong. Blame are being pinned on them. Uh, there's putting them in the perpetual, you know, aggressor, uh, the colonizer, the uh, you know, the the slave owner, the, the the beneficiary of white privilege, all these lies, right? The GOP knows if people understand real history, they can't win elections. Instead, an alternate weaponized reality needs to be concerned. Complete projection, right? That's, that's absolutely what they're doing. So, the, but even the fact that they're losing that discussion, the fact that Yonkin, I believe, at certain times brought that up as an issue. Now, will he hold true to that? We, we, we don't know, right? For the status quo to continue in America, it requires a censoring of actual history and a replacement by a mythology that hides white supremacy and blatant exploitation. This isn't just about school boards. This is about control over reality itself. It, it definitely is. But it's your side, mythologizing white supremacy. This is a complete reversal. We cannot live in the same, in the same reality as these people. And they think the same about you, <laughs> mind you. And then it goes, here it is, right? At the heart of the CRT narrative is so-called Jewish Bolshevism. Are you hearing Are you hearing Trump or any of these conservatives talk about Jewish Bolshevism that are anti-CRT? <laughs> Where is this coming from? Or the conspiracy theory that Jews and communists are secretly eroding civil society in order to overthrow nations like America. Is I, I guess, Correct me if I'm wrong, but is, any, is this what... Um, those who kind of co-opted like America first. Like this is this what uh, um, Gatz was? It Jeff Gatz? What's his name again? Matt G Gatz is that, Does he talk about this? Does um, Marjorie Taylor Greene talk about uh, Jewish Bolshevism and and communists and Jews that they're is that, is that? I'm saying they're living in a delusion. This is what they're thinking is that this is what they are projecting upon. And this again, this whole thread came out of the Yunkin win, basically, right? Oh my God, they're anti-CRT. Since the very moment the Bolsheviks took control of Russia, American conservatives have decried every call to, for reform or progress as a Soviet plot. Have they really? I've, you know, they, they tried to, to, to take a win for that. I think I have that tweet later. But like, yeah, so, you know, parents in Virginia reacted, uh, rejected socialism today <laughs> or something like that, like the GOP account on Twitter said. It was like, uh, no. It's okay. Look, I don't like socialism either. I grew up under that in Sweden. It's absolute. It's just a soul crushing system. I don't like it. Right. You know, nationalism is a completely different ball game, even whatever economic system it has. Right. But that's not what we had in Sweden. It was an internationalism and it was socialism. Right. So I don't like it either. But the, but the rallying point here wasn't over socialism. It was over CRT. It was over all the pedo stuff that had happened, the Ludon County, the tra trans insanity, um, the, the, the stuff that they're pushing on kids in the school books now. It's the vaccines, the lockdowns, the masks, all that stuff, right? Anyway, he goes on for a while. He's just a complete, complete lunatic here. He says, this is 
this is a, the Red Scare, blah, 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 you know. Uh, so they're living in a, in, a, in, a, in a delusion, right? And so they have a shadow version of what Yunkin is, what Trump is, and all these kinds of things. And it kind of, it could rope up some other people in it. It's like, well, he has to be good then. What, what's going on here? Is he actually is he actually talking about things that really matters? Will he actually stand up for the? No, he won't. Here's that tweet I was talking about. Americans don't want socialism. Pass it on, they say. Again, I'm not a big, I, it's, it's a fucking soul killer. You know, I grew up and I witnessed it firsthand. Americans are crying for so, whether be there on the on the on the right or the left, right? With these bo NAS bowls or whatever they are, they're just like all of a sudden they think socialism is cool. Like, are you really going to go down that way? You think just because you're against neoliberal capitalism you, that your only option of a of a of an ideology or political system is the fake opposition to that? Oh, have you not? You haven't even done any basic Hegelian dialectic? Uh, you know how how they run the game. Pressure from above, pressure from below, you know, all this stuff. Uh, order out of chaos, uh, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anti-white racism and the sexual abuse of children in schools were the things that turned out Virginians, uh, Pedro says here. But the GOP is still run by idiots and cowards, so let's talk about socialism, because that's code for harmless pro-corporate policies. Don't let them co-opt these wins. He's right. Absolutely right. Um, let me see here. Uh, Amari Arians says uh, over on Entropy Stream, uh, truth, uh, truth fears no investigation. Isn't that right, Jason? Uh, Jason Cohn slash No White Guilt. Uh, it's a link here to a Gab post. Let me see here. Please read the whole post from Racial Consciousness. Is this some? Uh, is this some accusations or some infighting or something like that? All right, we'll read that later. Thank you for the link, Emer uh, Arian. Appreciate that. <clears throat> it's too much to go into now, but yeah, there's a, a lengthier post on Gab about uh, uh, some fight, I think, I guess, between No White Guilt and Philosophy, philosophy Cat, I think. Um, anyway, okay. Uh, we'll check that out later. Thank you for the uh, for the link. Uh, I'm not sure what that's about, but uh, that's 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 what it's like. So it's going to be that. Okay. Thank you, Marianne Arian, though, for the link. I appreciate it. RoboThink says, please check uh, the cash app after the show. Membership expired, and I missed the last week in Warrior. Love you guys. Looking forward to it. Um, uh, no go zone, Flashback Friday, and uh, Weekend Warrior every week. Well, thank you, RoboThink. I appreciate that. We will get that, write that set up for you after the show. Appreciate that. Thank you for your support very much as well. Jimmy Fallon says, the, uh, the tranny sexual assault, quoting here, exactly. This ad is powerful. Let me see what this is here. Maybe it's something we could play. In County. Okay, here we go. Let's check that out. This is, uh, I think, is right in line. I haven't checked this before, so hopefully it's, uh, it's, it's all right. But let's, uh, let's check it out. In Loudoun County, Virginia, a 15-year-old girl was brutally raped by a male student wearing a dress in the girl's bathroom. Democrats covered it up. A few weeks later, the same male student raped a 14-year-old girl. Terry McAuliffe won't protect our daughters in their most private spaces. Democrats say this would be transphobic. Would your daughter be next? Virginia vote against Terry McAuliffe. Paid for by American Principles Project PAC. Not authorized by any... All right, well, that's better. <clears throat> I mean, that's getting there, of, of, of course. You know, that, that again, I think that those who channel into that, they understood the real, uh, the real uh, uh, tiffy that, uh, that, uh, that people actually had with this, right? They understood that this is a big issue. Uh, and if they were smart, they were, uh, they were, they were riding on that. But keep in mind too, just like Trump did, like they, 
they ride on rail issues. These these uh, whether they're rhinos or actually you know even if they're you know super gung ho GOP actual you know conservatives or whatever. But then when the ball ends up in their court, they they drop it and they won't do anything on it. But again, just to, you know to emphasize the absolute you know um, hypocrisy of these people too. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, right? We have a great school system in Virginia. Dorothy and I have raised our five children. But it doesn't say, uh, yeah, you have raised your children. Of course you have. But you didn't send them to uh, to uh, public school. Listen to this there. But Chuck, we have a great school system in Virginia. Dorothy yeah. and I have raised our five children. Of course parents are involved in it. But Chuck, we have a... He doesn't say, but I've sent them. Yeah, I sent them to these schools. They have, they've been raised by by you know by us and we send them to these public schools that are teaching all this nonsense no he sent them to private school right so this guy's it's a scumbag and i'm glad he lost right so i'm not trying to uh, uh you know kind of <laughs> lift him up or something like that too right um but here you go here's a perfect example right perfect example that this guy is not is is the ball keeps moving all the time further and further left that these GOP people, they concede, the circus goes on, and the, and, and the angrier the left and, and more spurgy they get, we think, we think it's fun. But if we're roped up into this idea of thinking that then these people that they're opposing are some kind of option for us, we mistake ourselves. Glenn Youngkin, GOP nominee for governor, endorses removing the statue of Robert E. Lee, which it now has, of course. And he says that Confederate monuments can go. Youngkin agrees with the decision to scrap the statue of Robert E. Lee and expressed indifference when it comes to removing monuments in general. Right? Here's your, here's your stand-up conservative for traditional values and for culture and heritage. Right? Bullshit. GOP's GOP nominee for Governor Glenn Youngkin. Uh, Youngkin. I say Yurkin. I'm not sure where that's coming from. Young, Youngkin. Interesting name. Youngkin. That's like... Um, Kin is like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, kin, next of kin, right, as you say? Kind, young, kind, young kin. Anyway, uh, endorsed the removal of Richmond's 131-year-old Robert E. Lee monument. While the GOP nominee for lieutenant governor, Winsome Sears, celebrated the statue's destruction at the hands of far-left governor Ralph Northam. And the state's Democrats packed the Supreme Court. There you go. So th th that's all I have to know about that. The reactions of these two candidates put them sharply at odds with Virginia's grassroots GOP base, as well as with the fourth president, Donald Trump, or whatever. He didn't, I mean, he didn't stop that, too. Trump is, didn't, he didn't do any of these things that he, he said he would do. Um, okay, well, that's, I mean, we don't have to go through more. That's, that's it. <laughs> he backs it up. It, it's totally fine. Um, he says, don't worry about it. Right. And I guess while we're on that regarding, um, you know, regarding, uh, you know, different support and what's happening, uh, uh, the schism and stuff, this is actually a pretty good article, too, or, or a good uh, note to make regarding everything that's happening right now, that the changes that's happening, the uh, the change of tone and stuff, uh, people are getting f average, you know, regular people, uh, and it's, of course, especially white people, because they're the ones who are primarily being attacked right now, in young white children and stuff like that, too, right? Um, majority of Americans now oppose Black Lives Matter. It's amazing how long that took, though. Uh, it's polls, right? You can, you know, you can say about it, but, but still, it's a sample. It, it's it's good, right? First time sent. Uh, first time sentiments have been negative in over three years. Well, finally, have they? Uh, what was there down a little bit while that, like some of their members killed all those cops in Dallas? Remember that? Was that 2014, 15? When was that again? Uh, a new poll has found that a majority of Americans now oppose Black Lives Matter for the first time in over three years. 
Took them a while. Support for BLM spiked following the police killing of George Floyd, but after months of violence, violent rioting throughout the summer of 2020, it has consistently fallen. A new survey by Civics reveals that 44% of Americans oppose the far-left organization compared to an anti-white organization compared to 43% who still support it. Good. Driving the turnaround in sentiment towards the group is the views of independents and Hispanic slash Latino voters. Yeah, they've ever been supportive of of, of BLM. Maybe they've, maybe for a while there were some of them to like put Whitey in their place or something, right? All right, so that's but so that's good, right? And so the you know you have these trends, anti CRT, it's anti the LGBTQ stuff, right? It's anti BLM. That's a good trend going in the right direction because these are insane organizations and groups that are seeking to reform society in their image. And if and when they gain full control, it'll be hell on earth. Especially for white people. Especially for white, straight people. Um, let's see what else we had here. Oh, yeah, this is just to throw in something different here, like to talk about the uh, Gen Z, you know, as, as the boomers, you know, in the next, over the next 10 years. And did I clarify that point earlier, by the way, too, that the demographics, I, I think it was, my train of thought was cut off there for some reason. But the, the GOP victories that you see on this front Unless they reform, and and they're doing that now. That's what the point I was making earlier. They're reforming now to such an extent that they're trying to just basically let go of of any kind of support or stand up for white people that's seen as bad. Just pivot towards, you know, minorities and and uh, and gay people and things like that, and that will gain us all the support we want. But of course, then white people walk away, and that's that. But you know, and they don't get the support anyway. They might not ever get in. But again, unless they pivot, as the boomers die out, the white boomers die off. Over the next decade or, or, or so, um, maybe a decade and a half, um, you will see this uh, happening with younger younger generations that grow up, right? Nearly 40% of U.S. Gen Zs, 30% of young Christian identifies LGBTQ poll shows, right? 30% of millennials identifies LGBTQ according to a soon-to-be-released study that is based on scientific polling data. I can totally trust that too, though. I'm, I'm sure they ramp. They always ramp up these polls and say it's more than it actually is to, to, uh, uh, to legitimize support and things like that. We know that, right? Among Christians, the numbers were lower, but only slightly, with just under 30% of millennial Christians identifying as LGBTQ. Don't they know that it's exactly diametrically opposed to the things that are mentioned in the Bible? See? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right? It's the same as the GOP did, right? Gays for Trump. You know, even Obama was against uh, gay marriage, right? He might not have been against it, but it was too radical for him, at least during his first term, to come out and support that. And look how quickly that's changed, right? And now you have the GOP conceding on every cultural point, and and, and the left are winning the culture war. While we get excited that the left are, look at them spurging out over this Yunkin win, you know? All right, let me take a couple of these... um, uh, other ones here on uh, that was a good link there, Jimmy Fallon. So appreciate that. Uh, Michael fifty seven says, "Did you see this about New Jersey?" Um, and it, yeah, that's right. You're in New Jersey, right? Or something, right? Uh, anyway, an entire co- uh, county flipped after the counting was already hundred percent done. I did see a little bit about that too, right? I mean, I'm surprised they did. I would assume they would be up to their usual tricks, like we saw during the 2020 election, just as usual. Um, so I'm surprised about the Yunkin thing, but, but again, maybe they have, maybe they have these things in the bag, but this is designed to give back a little bit. You know how these things go, right? 
or maybe their their cheating wasn't enough for so you know who knows right but yeah i would say the, the few states that haven't done there's a, there's a few states that have tried to prevent you know the issues that we saw were, were major problems when it comes to accuracy in voting and and any that enabled the cheating you know a few states have, have tried to close those loopholes or those gaps or those obvious you know things but the states that that don't do that what well, they they will suffer the same consequence voting is an increasing you know, it's it's this tiny of like a chance to change something. Democrat tricks in New Jersey governor's race. Republican winning largest county with 100% of votes counted. Then vote flips and Democrat miraculously wins the county. Yeah, big, no, I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised we maybe we was as I said maybe we did see some of this in Virginia, but uh, it wasn't in, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. There's, there's, I mean, it was this close with Trump in a way too, right? Wasn't there? More votes, and as they as they fortify the election, we want we won't know. You know, they look at the clock. We won't know until uh, you know seventy two hours from now who won, because we need to fortify the election some more before uh, we, we'll reveal the results. Right? Last night in the New Jersey governor's race, Republican Jack Citarelli was leading current Democrat Governor Phil Murphy in the largest county in the state, Bergen or Bergen, I think you say in. <clears throat> I think he's named after the uh, the town in Norway, though. But anyway, Bergen County. Then suddenly things changed. Last night, the governor's race, okay, it's changed. With 83% of the votes counted in the state, the uh, Republican held a statewide lead of 42,000 votes. At this time, Bergen County, largest county in New Jersey, claimed 100% reporting. With Citarelli winning 52% of the vote, then things changed. Minutes later, with 87% of the vote counted, the results in Bergen County changed, and suddenly Murphy was reported ahead in the county with 51% of the vote. Citarelli's 42,000 uh, uh, 42, vote in the state also dwindled to a 1,600-vote uh, 1, lead at this time. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Well, it? would you look at this? Jack Citarelli, just moments ago, with 83% of the vote in, with a strong... 42,000 vote lead. If you look to the left here, you'll see that Bergen County, the very top, the biggest county in all of New Jersey, with 100% reporting, shows Chitterelli winning 52% to 47%, okay? 100% reporting. But now, miraculously, with 87% in, Bergen County, which was 100% reported, all of a sudden just happened to flip. Boy, those must have been some magic votes to flip a 100% counted county. Despite being at 100% and staying exactly the same all the way up until now. And oh, look, now Chitterelli, instead of having a 42,000 vote lead, only has a 1,600 vote lead. Boy, if there was ever a state that needed a damn audit of like every election we've ever held, it's New Jersey. So once again, that's Bergen County, red for Chitterelli all night with 100% reported until yeah, the zero hour when all the news stations start shutting down and they think no one's paying attention. And then, oops, it all of a sudden flips to blue and there goes Chitterelli's lead. I'm not surprised. Absolutely. Uh, of course. I mean, we could, I could have told you this <laughs> a long, long time ago. And so even, but the point is here, I'm, you know, the main issue, I'm, and this is, I mean, outrageous. This is, this is insanity. And, and there's still... What's happened after the 2020 is you have the Arizona audit, you have all these audits and stuff, but it's like, what's happening? You know, the leftist uh, and the media, the majority of the media outlets are like, well, we've we've done, um, 
We've counted these, you know, the votes over and over and over again. And this, in fact, Biden even got more votes than we thought he did. It's like, yeah, because you continue to count the, the fake ballots. <laughs> you got to count the real ballots, the, the actual ballots, not the fake ballots. Then it would be different. But anyway, you, I'm, I'm mistaken myself. But yeah, very interesting. I th uh, thank you for the link, Michael. It, it's, I'm not surprised. And again, so any state or county that doesn't take these measures to stop the, whatever this is, whatever is the root of this, same thing would hap will happen. But my you know, broader point here is even then when these Republicans show up and they somehow miraculously manage to oppose this and the establishment and the pressure and the left wing and the accusations and the gay ops and the voting fraud and all that stuff. And we finally got, you know, our guy in there. They're like a World Economic Forum, you know, Carlisle Group, uh, Chinese investment uh, uh, businessman who is all about uh, shutting down Americans' ability for free speech. <laughs> it's like, okay. We know, you know, many, I know many of you guys know that too, right? But uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. JP says, uh, Henrik, I hate to say it, but uh, the day the GOP and conservatism dies uh, is the day whites can focus on the real issues and the main culprits. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, we, you know, many, I, th I think, you know, and I understand that too, right? They've kind of been pigeonholed or what's the term? Like, they, 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 this is kind of as the, as the, and I'm not saying this in the, in the, in the accusatory way that the media use it. But I'm saying like, if if you have a progressive media that keeps, you know, let's take Trump again, though, right? My God, he's a racist. He's an anti-Semite. He's a white supremacist. He's a, um, well, you know, all these accusations that they have, right? And then the people who know that they throw around these accusations against anybody who basically just stands up for white people. It's not that they're self-identified white supremacists or, you know, <laughs> whatever. But it's that, that they know how much they lie and they know that, you know, oh, it's like if you, just, if you just try to advocate for your own group in the same way that any other uh, racial group does, in our, in our countries, in Western countries, in, in countries founded by Europeans, they call you a white supremacist. If you stand up for your own, if you don't want to have CRT, if you want to throw that off, if you don't want to have anti-white policies, if you oppose anti-white policies, if you oppose a replacement, if you oppose all these insane things that try to, that, that try to pin on white people, they call you white, a white supremacist and a neo-Nazi, neo right? And I mean, I don't care. Their labels doesn't matter in a way. But I'm, what I'm saying is that then reasonable, normal people will be like, oh, okay, well, it's got to be, you know, maybe he's one, maybe he's a normal guy who's not an anti-white lunatic like these people and maybe that's the guy I should vote for. You know, that's an understandable line of thinking and reasoning. And so some of these people who want just someone who has a backbone and who can stand up to this insane, insane anti-white, you know, barrage of, of just incessant, endless anti-white propaganda goes, you know, goes seek some of these candidates out. And they're like, well, maybe, they, maybe they're normal on this or they put their trust in them. You know, oh, they're anti-establishment. Look how much the establishment are attacking them and calling them racist, right? But then it's not. Then it's a fraud or, it's, or, or you know, they're in the pocket of somebody. And the political circus just, just keeps going. And as, you know, people are obsessed about owning the libs or being, you know, th th getting a kick out of uh, seeing Don Lemon squirm on CNN... Which is fine, I admit, it's fine. It's fun. I, I enjoy that too, to a certain extent, right? But as that happens the inevitable 
continues because there's no one that stands up and can actually talk about the things that matter. Can you address the Great Reset? Of, of course not. This guy's a World Economic Forum member by being head of uh, the Carlisle Group. There's a d direct link there, right? But like, can you talk about the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, what they're doing, the vaccine mandates, uh, the anti-white stuff in schools, the pedophilia issues, right? And 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 yes, I guess Youngkin, to a certain extent, you know, he ran a little bit on the, the, the CRT thing and even what happened in Loudoun County and stuff like that. But what remains to be seen is what is he going to do about it? And for the most part, we get a lot of talking from these Republicans and nothing else after that point. But yeah, so I, I totally hear what you're saying, JP. Um, and that, that position is, is completely understandable. Uh, Arne Jimson says they had um, additional issues to vote on. Three questions about removing statues of Confederates. Overwhelming of people uh, of Virginia voted no. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. I mean, see, that's good. Uh, but then the statues are taken down anyway, and now they're going to get a guy in place who says, yeah, that's fine, let's remove them. Um, you fellas again says 30% of young Christians identify as LGBTQ. Um, they're as Christians as Bruce Jenner. Gender is female. Yeah, I mean, exactly, right? Of course. They identify as Christians or say they're Christians. And again, they could even be a, a, a phony thing with the poll. I understand that too. Um, thank you, Jimmy. Robothink says, press X to doubt those 40% and 30% numbers. Yeah, they could, could very well be. But you know what? At the same time, I'm not, I, I wouldn't... At least the people that they did ask, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of those numbers did actually pan out. Because um, that's the time we're in, right? As... as Less people address the accurate, the history of of uh, or the the objectively true fact that what it says in the Bible about LGBTQ people or gay homosexual activity, sodomy, things like that, right? As they just avoid that or leave that to the side or try to ignore that or pretend it doesn't, that's not the stance that they that Christians have had traditionally for you know <laughs> for basically as long as they've existed, with the exception of the last 10, 15 years. Then they they don't know and they think oh this is great yeah I'm a Christian you know um, celebrated all his loss says uh, Yunkin danced on oh good to see you man um, Yunkin danced on stage to his uh, victory song Spirit in the Sky by Norman uh, Greenbaum interesting uh, Yunkin pointed to the sky as he mounted uh, mouthed the lyrics gotta have a friend in Jesus very moving <laughs> was that what he did really. Yeah, spirit in this guy. That's right. I know. I, I know that. Uh, I know that song. I'm not surprised. Uh, I get a fun video of that. Thank you, man. That's uh, that's a good a good tip there too. Yeah. Well, maybe he's one of these uh, <clears throat> LGBTQ uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Christians, I guess. Right, Yunkin. Oh my God, this is such a mess. Um, Jimmy Fallon says uh, what Robothink said. Uh, it is Newsweek. Also, let me see here. What Robothink said, it is Newsweek. Was that the poll where it came from? No. Also, since Robothink uh, hasn't said it yet, Big Dick, <laughs> Big Dick Energy, smash with Scott. Yeah, that's right. I do have uh, uh, the Pfizer one lined up, though. Brought to you by Pfizer. There you go. Thank you, guys. And uh, so what Jimmy said right there, brought to you by Pfizer. Good timing. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for the reminder for that, too. I appreciate it. All right. Um, let's see what else we had here. Uh, this is another interesting... And uh, celebrate all this loss. You'll recognize this one. Uh, thank you for the link. Uh, Minneapolis rejects policing overhaul, CNN projects, right? That's good. I haven't seen this clip yet. Let's uh, check it out. See, I think they're uh, talking about that. So, you know, remember, this is you know, where George Floyd happened. This is where all the, the, the stuff happened. Let's defund the police, right? They ran that campaign for a while. And some people, of course, you know, various governors, various uh, um, people, specifically on the Democrat side, they lined up and they said, yeah, we're going to defund the police and stuff. 
Uh, but I guess uh, when uh, when they got to vote, uh, they didn't uh, they didn't approve of that. Let's the that supporters of this initiative uh, thought that they might have the votes, thought that they were going to be able to reimagine the police force that the citizens of Minneapolis uh, would want the troubled Minneapolis police force to be replaced by a Department of Public Safety. But the voters came forward and said, nope, we don't want that after all. That's right, Jake. Both sides couldn't figure out what the other side was doing and what their logic was. I was interviewing people on both sides of this in the days leading up to this, and the people on the no side of the votes, the votes that actually won out here, were concerned that there were no specifics as part of this ballot question. And so while there were ideas... What is, what's the specific... Defund the police? Right? I mean, okay, did they... Just for, as a technicality, did they actually update the... The, the the rhetoric here to reimagine the police was that was that was that an, was that an actual talking point I, I i didn't follow that but uh tapper jake, jake tapeworm he did say that oh reimagine no no we're gonna reimagine the police isn't that what happened in the uk when they're putting on them clown outfits and the lgbt cars and all that stuff uh that's reimagining the police right there out there of, oh, this could include uh, mental health support or violence prevention <laughs> services. Yeah, that was not explicitly laid out. And so essentially, it was asking voters to put their faith in whoever is elected uh, as part of this election to fill this public safety department with some of those services. And then those on the yes side were saying, well, look, we've put our faith in the mayor for so long to try and fix the police department and it hasn't happened. We put our faith in the police department to fix the police department and it hasn't happened. So they felt that this was now time for them to to force the hand, so to speak. And you remember, they got more than 20,000 petition votes on this, so they really tried to bring this from the ground up. But as you just mentioned, over about a year and a half after the murder of George Floyd and the first electoral test since his murder, that ballot question fails. So that means more gay ops incoming. Oh, not this, not this cow. Um, that means, uh, that means either of me, what I'm saying is they've, they tried that. And then when people actually get to vote on it, it didn't succeed. That means, all right, run, run the, run the program again and, and we'll try again. Right. Meaning either more gay ops or actually real things that do happen that they spin like they did with George Floyd, right. Who died of a drug overdose. And they spin that and they use that and so they can go back to... They, look, they want the cops out of the... As bad as the cops have been, especially under the COVID stuff. And, and so I'm not a, yeah, back to blue guy or anything like that. This has just been... It's been despicable to see much of their behavior. They're state, you know, they're, they're state enforcers, right? They're power enforcers, establishment enforcers. And yes, yeah, some of them have quit and stuff. But, you know, again, all this is a nightmare scenario in that sense. Because now with the vaccine mandates from any of these uh, police departments and stuff, right, the good the good people that actually are saying no, which usually then leans in a different way politically, as opposed to those who are yes-sayers and are obeying these things, are going to be out of these departments. What do you think is going to happen then? Who are they replacing these cops with, right? If it's not outright robots, which is we're not quite there yet. Give it time. We'll get there, right? But it will be you know, biological robots in the sense that they will actually, you know, up here will just be complete order, you know, obeyers, including like actually turning against its own population. We've seen that in Australia. We've seen that in many parts actually around the West. Um, But so they reject that overall 
Uh, that is very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, and here's that other link. Um, celebrate all this loss. That's it. L look at this here. The, the white voters of Minneapolis will do anything to preserve their own comfort, right? You remember this, <laughs> they have this dialogue here, like a uh, talking point that white people have to continuously put themselves in uncomfortable situations, including being the minority or be, you know, things like that. <clears throat> Maybe you should uh, walk into a, a non-white area late at night. And intentionally go on the side when the uh, the gang uh, the gang shows up who are all wearing hoodies because you know to to have an an instinctual feeling at that point saying maybe this is not a good idea maybe I should get out of here that's racism and that's the root of the problem that's what we need to get to here Ashley Fairbanks continues here they do not care if black and brown and indigenous people are harassed and murdered by the police well that's doesn't really that's not happening though. They do not care if houseless people have a place to live. What? They do not care about anyone but themselves, their peace, their prosperity. Last summer, 75% of Minneapolis voters polled agreed that we need to seriously reform or defund the police. But they let Nextdoor and Facebook, I'm not sure what Nextdoor is, uh, and the police created crime wave, the police created a crime wave, that's right, lead them to believe that Jacob Frey and the Minneapolis Police Department could save them. You can say whatever you want about the various POC figureheads that the mayor used as props, but the truth is, if white middle-class Minneapolis residents had stood up and fought for the public safety amendment, it wouldn't have won. So there you go. White people need to continuously vote for and put themselves in a position where they open themselves up to uh, crime, insecurity, they're uncomfortable, they're in a minority, they're all these, th that's the demand, that's the, the requirement here for, for these people to be happy. And of course, when that happy, when, when, when that happens, I should say, um, all hell will break loose, right? Actually, we can run that out in case we want to play that. Um, okay. Let's do this actually regarding, I think this is, is this one of the last ones? Oh, actually, let me see here. Uh, no, it's not. Sorry, my links are a bit messed up today. Okay, we did that one. I wanted to show. Did I show this one? Let me let me show you guys this one before we talk about the vaccine. And of course, it has a tie-in with Yunkin here too because he uh, he pushes the vaccine and stuff. Right. Here's another one. Uh, Governor-elect Yunkin promised to end lockdowns, stop vax mandates, strip anti-white CRT from education. Now this is going to be the big. So the the com these combined issues here are going to be the big test for the guy. But again, my argument has been while we wait, you know, <laughs> what, what's the term for governor? Is it is it also four years? Uh, I think it is pr probably four years, something like that. Maybe it's less. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's four years, too. Um, we, we, we wait. We, we sit and we wait as we slowly become a minority and these issues continue to find out whether this guy will actually do any of the things that he did talk about. You see the you see the problem? You see what they did there? Conservatives will need to hold Yunkin's feet to the fire to ensure he keeps his promises. Yeah. <laughs> Prior to his upset victory last night, Governor-elect Glenn Yunkin campaigned on promises to end lockdowns, stop coronavirus vaccine mandates, and remove anti-white CRT from education. Of course, they never would or will use that terminology, but I'll take it. If they fight CRT, you know, that's, that's good. That's good. I, ultimately, that's a, obviously a net positive. 
Following a tough race in Virginia against former Democrat Governor Terry McAuliffe, Youngkin has become the governor-elect, staying on a platform that has appealed much to the Republican base, seemingly even managing to convert some former liberals who were concerned about the influence that the radical left has on the Democratic Party. Conservatives and supporters of the 45th president, Donald Trump, have much to look forward uh, to under his leadership in Virginia. Yeah, at least according to Youngkin's campaign promises. Because these politicians, they never break their campaign promises. The primary issue that may have turned many voters off from McAuliffe towards Yunkin was his recent strong stance against the indoctrination of children into believing anti-white critical race theory that was taking place in Virginia's schools and schools across the nation. Yunkin stood with parents against McAuliffe, who during the campaign suggested that they should have no input into the education of their children. With Virginia voters who named education as their number one priority, a 33-point lead in the opinion polls for McAuliffe in September transferred to a nine-point lead for Youngkin in the last days of the race. This gives the governor-elect strong mandate to reform the education system and crack down on school boards that leave children vulnerable to both psychological and physical harm from those who pushed the, uh, an anti-white uh, or LGBT agenda. Good article here. When he begins his term as governor, Yunkin further promised that economically damaging coronavirus lockdowns would come to an end. Um, PM Chief Forced Day, I'm not sure what that is, uh, saying, in a, it's probably a spelling error, saying in a campaign stop on Monday that he would declare Virginia open for business. Let's uh, listen to that. Law enforcement, higher salaries, equipment budgets. We're going to fund training. We're going to protect qualified immunity. It goes nowhere. We have got to fund into our mental health system. Virginia's mental health system is broken. It's been that way for eight years. We need more capacity, more professionals. And hear me very clearly on day one, I will fire the entire parole board and we will start all over again. On day one, we got to get this economy moving. It has been stalled out for too long. For the last eight years, the states around us have lapped us. Maryland, North Carolina, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia. They have grown 70% faster every year for eight years. North Carolina generated eight times the jobs that Virginia has over eight years. Tennessee, six times. We right, just here we go with the jobs again. I'm not going to listen to all that. <clears throat> you get that here, right? But yeah, so open for business. We'll see if any of, the, of that holds up, right? Uh, my guess is my guess is no. JP says, Henrik, check out these statements from the Yunkin campaign. Uh, it is everything you need to know about Yunkin. Yeah, and that, exactly, right? Uh, here are some of them. A slice. Let me pull this window in here. Yunkin calls on Terry McAuliffe to immediately apologize and disavow his claims the presidential election was stolen. What? Yunkin calls on Terry McAuliffe to immediately apologize and disavow his claims to the president. Are you saying that Terry McAuliffe said that the presidential election was stolen? Is this, this has got to be, are these fake screenshots? <laughs> Former ambassador, Governor Nikki Haley, to campaign with Governor Yunkin in Virginia. And of course, she's like, you know, these, she even, like, she, they jumped ship from the UN Human Rights Council over, over Israel, right? She's a crazy scientist. She's going to run too soon. Yunkin, it is weird and wrong to pledge allegiance to a flag connected to January 6th. I don't Are these... I, I think it did say this. It's not that it's that, but it could be. Are these fake screenshots, though? I, I don't think they are, but I, they, they, I understand that they could be. The first one is weird, to be honest. Yeah, what is that? Like a Gadsden flag or something? Or like a... <clears throat> what do you call it? Um, 
What's the one with the 13 stars? Mary? The Mary flag? Or what, what is it? Women, woman's name? Linda flag? What is it called? Anyway, uh, this one is weird. Though. Yankin calls on Chairman Kulov to immediately apologize and disavow his claims the presidential election was stolen. That, that's a shocker if Terry said that. I, 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 highly, I highly doubt that. But uh, anyway, thank you for the link, JP. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, Dan Mother says in the good news column, another county in Oregon voted to discuss uh, options regarding Greater Idaho. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's that's uh, very good. Of course, we hope uh, those people are good. We had uh, elections here in Idaho as well. Uh, we've, of course, in the past talked about um, uh, uh, Dave Riley, a friend, was running, and he he did very well. He didn't win, but he was he was this close. He was this close. It was like. Um, like a few, couple of hundred votes difference between a guy which we I just we'll probably talk more about it in detail Friday I don't want to you know say too much or you know as I don't have all the details and stuff but there was a guy who we didn't even know running first on the Republican side and some of these are rhinos and they show up and stuff but it felt it felt like one of these like panic emergency like there was a, a call from high up somewhere higher up somewhere Okay, we need someone who can just get in there and stand on there, right? And there was something with the churches locally that denounced denounced Dave Riley over Israel. Over Israel. A position for the school board. Churches came out and denounced Dave Riley because of we can't, you know, his was it like we can't his his uh, non-support for Israel. <laughs> it's like because we we all know the most number one issue for school boards across the United States of America is the issue of Israel. Am I right? So again, these cucked, dumb church people are just standing and blocking and standing in the way. Again, what's your option? What's your Vote for the pedophile then. Vote for the pedophile policies, right? I'm not saying there's a pedophile running against Dave, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, you wanted to stop this nonsense in schools, prevent that from happening. No, they, these people, they would line up with commies and 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 child sex abuse abusers before they take a stand against someone who's like doesn't care about Israel or think that that's the number one issue. Well, he's a racist because the Daily Beast said so. Anyway, well, we might talk more about that later. But anyway, Dan Mother, I appreciate that. That's good news uh, for uh, that part of Oregon. Uh, but yeah, we we'll hope they're. Uh, we hope they're based people there, but that would be a matter, of course, of, of uh, Idaho accepting that, too, and, and stuff, right? Archie says, a friend said that he might go to South America to teach English. I told him to go, but teach them Hebrew <laughs> so that the South Americans can emigrate to Israel. That's a great idea. I, I fully, fully support that. Uh, very good, Archie. JP says, the Yunkin campaign pledged to fight anti-Semitism in Virginia. That was the second tweet. Yeah, no, maybe you tuned in a bit uh, late, but yeah, no, I, I, I did that right in the beginning. Um, this page, where is it? Right here. We, I went through it, right? Youngkin announces plan to combat anti-Semitism in, in Virginia. And as I said, to clarify again for those who were tuned in late, this is a completely like anti-free speech stance by preventing Americans and presumably even people around the world. They're working for some international definition of anti-Semitism, which includes if you point out that there's uh, that there's Jewish people that are overrepresented in uh, positions of business or banking or media. You could that this is that's anti-Semitism now. Although it can be objectively, uh, it can be proven to be objectively correct or true. Right? Remember, even that time, Biden he said uh, he ended up praising uh, what was the headline again? Praising, um, praising the Jews too much. I think it was like a Times of Israel. 
um, article. And so he, he ended up in trouble. Here, here it is. Look, look, look at this one, right? That's, that's what we're... That's, is that... Could he be charged for that under that too? Biden praises Jews, goes too far, accidentally thrills anti-Semites. I, I think he was talking about how successful... Uh, the Jews had been and how many how many positions of power they were holding and how great it was and all that stuff. And then, of course, no, that's you can't win. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So we talked about that, which is which is worrying, considering the uh, the First Amendment in America that you should be able to objectively uh, point out and talk about uh, reality. If it's real, it's real. Right. But, the, you know, they, they, they hate the things that uh, if you if they hate the things that you talk about, they call it hate speech. Right. That's how the propaganda goes. All right. Here, here is Yunkin, and that's one of the last things we'll do before we move on from him on the vaccines. I'm Glenn Yunkin, candidate for governor. I'm a business guy who loves numbers, and the numbers show COVID vaccines save lives. That's why I chose to get the vaccine. That's right. That's why I chose to get the vaccine. Well, good for you, but don't push it on kids, or don't push it on anyone else, for that matter, that want it. But that's, of course, what they're going to do. That's happening now. Not even vaccines, by the way. Testing. Testing on newborns. Look at this. PCR test. One of your, one of your first memories. Getting a PCR dildo shoved up your nose. Absolute child abuse. It's, it's unbelievable. But um, it's, about to get, it's about to get a lot worse, right? But that doesn't stop the enthusiast. Look at this psycho here. Look at this, this is how crazy they are. Look at this cult here. Check this out. I just got my booster. A little Joe juice. A little Biden bump. Woo, go Joe. There you go. Go Joe, my my Biden bump. Jew juice. Jew, Jew, Joe juice. <laughs> that, 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 that turned out funny. Joe juice. Biden bump. Boosters. Incoming boosters. All right. Anyway, so they're doing this to the kids. No secret here. We've uh, uh, this is uh, the absolutely probably the most. It, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to convey. Um, sometimes uh, emotions when you when you do shows like this or, or it becomes a bit stale. You're in front of the camera. You're you know, but but then. When I'm off camera, I just the the weight of this decision hits in a in a different way in a complete in a different way, and just what this means and what it is that they are doing to these kids, and then unfortunately, sometimes that's hard that's hard to convey. I mean, I'm sure you understand the weight of this. I'm sure you understand the severity of this. I'm I'm sure you understand the crime of this. I'm sure you understand what what the what this means. So I'm sure you don't need it explained to you, but but it is a bit frustrating sometimes too that you talk about it and then you you realize afterwards like this I didn't I didn't I didn't explain it enough. I didn't I didn't I didn't rage enough on it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one who usually sits and, and, and screams in the mic and stuff. And I, I don't, you know, it's just on my style, you know, for, for the most part, it, it has happened, but it's, you know. But this is one of those things where like five, five to 11 year olds, and especially with in consideration to what we're going to look at here later, 
I'm going to speed up a bit because we're, we're running late here. I, I want to get to these studies, these insiders, these whistleblowers that have looked at the farce and the errors and the sham that are these trials. And even when there were adverse effects, which are massively common, just the heart issue alone that has happened to, to, these, to, to, to adults under this is going to be an epidemic under these for these kids that are going to be forcefully vaccinated by either by their parents or by their schools look we've seen their schools are advocating for them to go behind the backs of the parents to get the shot so the cdc recommends pfizer covid19 vaccines for kids 5 to 11 and it says shots expected to roll out this week and it's already happened this is a day old and it's already happening we have footage of that. We'll show that in a moment here, too. Today is a monumental day in the course of this pandemic, and one that many of us have been very eager to see. For almost two full years, school has been fundamentally changed. There are children in the second grade who have never experienced a normal school year. There are students in middle school who missed out on school sports and extracurricular activities. There are missed proms and homecoming dances and too many missed graduations. We have watched as the education gaps that exist in this country have widened as this virus has disproportionately impacted racial and ethnic minority communities. Pediatric vaccination... Even then, even, even as they're rolling out like a... A, a killer campaign to vaccinate children 5 to 11, which virtually has no issue with this, whatever the hell it is, COVID. They have to push the anti-white stuff and, and, so, and somehow say that it hasn't been as bad for white kids. Is that, is that a trick to get white pay? I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's just... They always, it always have to slip in the anti way. It's incredible to me. Has the Fucking power scum. to help us change all of that and to let us move towards schools as we once knew it and hope it can be a safe and enriching environment for all of our children. I also think that I share with you a perspective that pediatric vaccination is just one important piece to this puzzle. It is important that we also consider continue to vaccinate as many adults as possible to provide protection oh, yeah, no, to children in the community, including those younger than five who may not be. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to come next, by the way. They're going to start experimenting. This is an experiment. It's happening live. It's the, the, the trials are happening now. They're going to start experimenting on two-month-year-olds, maybe even newborns. And then the, and then the talking points in the media is, well, what's the big deal? We vaccinate for all kinds of things. You have to vaccinate for all these kinds of things to go to school, which is, which doesn't make it right. That's insane. That's insane too. Especially with all the adjuvants, right? We've talked about uh, talked about that many, many times. But this is even not even in the same ballpark when it comes to. It's not even classified as a vaccine according to the original definition of a vaccine. That's how different this is, right? And they're pretending like this. This is just business as usual, right? Um, here's the footage of them um, beginning now to uh, roll out, delivering millions of doses, millions of doses of this supposed so-called vaccine 
to begin putting these shots in arms of kids as young as five-year-olds. Shots are expected to begin as early as Wednesday if the CDC signs off on them this week, which they did. So that's uh, that's happening. So even so, even even this video. I'm sorry, let me pause there. Even this video shows that the, when they did this video, the CDC hadn't even signed off of it, and they're still shipping out millions of shots because they knew, because they knew they were going to do this. They knew they were going to approve this. Nothing's going to stand in their way. It's all paid for. Brought to you by Pfizer. And brought to you by Pfizer. I don't even know if they're... Are they even doing Moderna anymore? It's, it's all Pfizer now. You get the idea. That's kind of a boring clip, but you get the idea. This it's they're 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 filming that that big moment, you know, when like the shipments are starting to come in. I remember that shot um, clip too. I think we played it again on a Weekend Warrior show recently when the the first shipment uh, of the Pfizer vaccine rolled out from the factory and the applause and the weird. I don't know. It's just a weird. It's like one of those you know dystopian things where you realize like. That's 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 the that's the point right there. That's when it all. That's when w w that's when what is about to happen all began. Children given COVID jabs minutes after CDC approval. The next phase of the globalist vaccine experiment is underway, and the question is: Will people object or not? Will they stand up? Rochelle Walensky, by the way, had a chance to, of course. It was pending on her approval of it. Of course, she didn't do anything. Of course, she was. No, of course not. They're all in the pocket of these big pharma companies. And none of these, none of these media people are going to say, not even, not even supposed anti-establishment leftists are saying anything about this. They think ivermectin is a grift. If you watch something like Sam Cedar, there's a bunch of dumb communists on there sitting and talking about how the frontline doctors who are selling, who are proposing or suggesting or offering you a link of where you can get ivermectin is a grift, while ignoring the, at this point, $64 billion, I think there's a projection, they're at $33 billion now, but a $64 billion industry, which is, you know, the Pfizer gain, the financial gain by Pfizer, $64 billion, avoiding that altogether and pretending that it's those who sell ivermectin 
that's making money on this. That other breaking news we're following tonight, the CDC director has just given the final okay to Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for kids as young as five years old. The announcement came only a couple of hours after an advisory panel for the CDC unanimously decided that vaccine could be given to kids ages five to 11. News aides Lauren Linder at Hartford Hospital tonight with more. Lauren. Connecticut, listen to this there. Well, shots are finally going in kids' arms here at Hartford Hospital. They've been waiting the past few Shots are finally going into the arms of kids, she says. Few hours for that final approval from the CDC director and that sign-off just happened in the last hour. You can see that they're all really excited to finally get their COVID-19 Yeah, they're vaccines. so excited about this. lower dose for kids ages 5 to 11, uh, a third of the amount that's given to adults. It's the first time that kids under 12 are able to get any kind of protection from COVID-19. And experts say even though young children are at a lower risk of severe disease and death than adults, COVID has still taken its toll on kids, especially when it comes to mental health. Here, though, Okay, that's a, okay, first of all, well, she contradicted herself right away. It's taken a toll on kids. No, it has not, especially when it comes to mental health. Yeah, so the vaccine will allow it because now they're going to be released back into the wild again. Let me guess. It, it's this bribe, right? Isn't that what it is? Here, here, here they're giving sh- uh, all the shots to the kids here, right? Where is this? Is this uh, with the support of some furry friends, five-year-old Paxton and his brother, nine-year-old Patrick, were the first two young kids in the Houston era to receive Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines after the CDC approved a small dose for kids just 5 to 11. And then someone pointed, yeah, thumbs up, buddy. And that's his brother right there. Someone pointed out, too, that it was like, if they change the dosages of these, that's isn't that a considered to be a new product? How can they just roll this out? No, it's just, uh, no, it's fine. Oh, we, we lowered we lowered the amount of uh, messenger RNA uh, liposomal, uh, you know, nano particles in there. It's, it's fine. It, it's okay. <laughs> Here's another one. Gail Coria, seven, is one of the first kids in the 5 to 11 age category to get his COVID vaccine in D.C. today. And Mayor Bowser joined for the occasion. He told me he's excited to go to the movies now. You're telling me that these people said this is what it's for, right? This is what it's for. So he can go and watch Captain America and, you know, gay Loki in the Marvel Universe finally again. They're applauding. Look at this. This is, this is a fucking disgrace. Justin, pediatrics around Rochester have just started giving out their first deliveries of the feel? Pfizer vaccine. Many questions. <laughs> Does it hurt? Well, ask your brother. No. Okay. <laughs> How did Poor that feel? Kids. I couldn't feel it. <laughs> oh, good. You couldn't feel a thing. Well, that means it's safe and effective right there, then. If you didn't feel it, that that, that makes it fine. How does it feel to do your part to get rid of COVID? Oh, my fucking God. These Is this a parent talking? How does it feel to do your part to get rid of COVID? <sighs> How do you feel to get rid of the pandemic by doing your part? I like it. Now I don't need to worry as much. 
And then they're fucking masked to these kids. Holy shit, this is just, this is so fucking wrong on every level. This is un unbelievable. They're doing they're fucking doing this. They're fucking doing this. They're injecting these fucking kids with an experimental magical juice that's not even necessary for these kids. I, I can't I can't believe it. I can't How fucking believe it. How did that feel? It. it felt good. It felt Didn't hurt at good. All? How does it feel to do your part to help put the pandemic? Who the fuck is this person questioning this here? Behind you, getting vaccinated. I'm sorry. I, I try not to be too foul mouthed, but this, I just, I, I just don't want. I don't know what else to say. Very good. Is that a parent right there doing your part? Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we gotta hang out for fifteen minutes because we gotta make sure that you don't collapse or send you into some kind of you know convulsion or that your nervous system uh, go, goes into immediate shock, right? Which, which we've seen with plenty of people now. We've played all the videos. I mean, do I even have to? Do I even have to show open bears, right? What happens when you're when you're one of the our first five to eleven year olds to receive the COVID vaccine? A round of applause, of course. Yeah, look at the bears and everything. Look at this. It's it's, it's so fucking horrific. Like this, and a, a medical experiment that comes like with with these fuzz. You know, what do you call these anyway? Like a theme park bozo, like a, a furry or what do you call them? And they're applauding and stuff. Twenty-eight million kids between the ages five to eleven are now eligible for the COVID vaccine. Doctor Anthony Fauci. Dog torturer, human experimenter, and wrecker of monkeys, and uh, bath uh, and bathhouse connoisseur, tells us what parents need to know. We're not going to listen to that. We're not going to listen to Fauci. If a five-year-old develops mild myocarditis, there is a 50-50 chance they won't live to see their 15th birthday. This is what we are doing to our children for political statement. Well, it's much more than that. OP. Prognosis, I guess mild carditis. Non-fulminant active myocarditis has a mortality rate of 25% to 56% within three to 10 years, owning to progressive heart failure and sudden cardiac death. And here's, look, look, look at this one here. Look at this one. What is the thing? That vac the COVID vaccine for kids is, so next week should be clear for kids till 5 to 11. What does that mean for you? I can go with my friends. Yeah. I can finally, you know, go outside, go to stores. 
excited. I'm excited for it. I thought I was gonna be like in a couple months. No, Callie, it's next week. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Love you too, Mom. She's white. You need to get vaccinated. Okay. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's just, it's just beyond. It's just, it's just way beyond. There is a related question which people have asked me, which is, what about the local San Francisco health orders that require vaccination to go into a restaurant or to go to a Warriors game? When is that going to apply to children five to 11? We definitely want to wait and make sure that children have an, uh, an opportunity to get vaccinated. So that will happen no uh, sooner than um, about eight weeks after the vaccine is available to kids. So there will be a limited time in which there will not be those requirements is our plan, but then at some point, five to 11 year olds will also have to show proof of vaccination to oh, of access course. some of those same settings. There you go. Look at that diverse panel there too. <clears throat> Wonderful. All right, I'll try to stay on point here. Um, let me do a couple of entropies real quick here. Den Mother says, uh, new poll of Idahoans on the greater Idaho uh, site. Something for uh, Flashback Friday or Weekend Warrior perhaps? Yeah, thank you for the link. That's interesting. Yeah, so Idahoans poll in favor of adding Oregon counties to Idaho. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a good link. Thank you, Dan Mother. Uh, Michael57 says, some who voted for kids' vaccines uh, tied financially to Pfizer, and he shares a natural news link. I do actually, I have that story here coming up uh, next. I wanted to show you guys some of those videos first of how they rolled this out, and now we'll talk about the corruption. Uh, the whistleblowers are speaking out against uh, Pfizer and the sham trials and just absolute just... I mean, this is, it's a big fraud. They know what, they know, they know what's, they know what's about to happen here and they're doing it knowingly. And I do have that story too of how they have financial interest in this and stuff. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's out of control. It's just, yeah, it's, it's that, Austra the Australian guy who was running, has it, remember, remember their names. Remember who they are and remember what they did, right? Because whenever when everything is said and done, the guilty will be punished. That's that's the only words you need to remember here. And we're going to be part of it, making that happen. All right, so let me... Uh, okay, let me do a couple more here. Jesse says they are going to have to put a bullet in me before they put that in one of my kids. Yeah, there's a lot of people feeling that. And uh, they, they, it's just, they are going to stand their ground. You know, and I've heard that from a lot of people. JP says, um, God hated Esau. Is that the, uh, another word for Europeans or something, right? Isn't it? Um, uh, sometimes I confuse Amalek. I thought it was kind of the same group, but maybe it's a different group. Anyway, God, hate, uh, God hated Esau because they threw away his birthright for a morsel of meat. But these parents are throwing away their children's birthright for a pat on the backy or on the back by the mainstream. How can these parents escape God's wrath? Yeah, well, the point here is uh, too, um, and I wish there's something higher that steps in or stops or you know punishes people for their mis mistakes or maybe not mistakes. That's the wrong thing too. Many of these people are lured into this. So you have to remember this: that the the guilty are those who know and still move ahead. 
Then halfway guilty are those who don't know, but they still go along with it without looking into it. Then, of course, the guilty are those who maybe don't know, but they're part of covering up the information or hiding information, censoring information that leads to parents being able to do a thorough decision about this for them and for their kids. They're depriving us of access to information that points to the truth, to the reality of what will happen, what is about to happen when all these people get administered with these shots, right? Um, but yeah, I hope there's a higher force that's stepping in, but I'm, I'm, to tell you the truth, I don't think that's the case, and it's up to us, all right? No one's going to come, no one's going to show up, no one's going to do the work for us. That would be easy. That would be convenient. But we're not going to get we're not going to get out off that easy, and we shouldn't. And it's it's because it's it's partially our it's our fault too. You know, we're not doing enough to stopping this in time. You know, it's it's we have to stop these evil demons that are doing this to our kids. I'm not arguing violence. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying like enough. It, all you have to do is inform parents so that they can make the decision to not do this, right? That's all you have to do. You don't have to fight these people who are doing it. If no one complied, great. That, 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 that'd be, that's the easiest way here, right? But that's not what's happening. And that's partially, as I said, because there are guilty people who are knowingly preventing people from communicating accurate information while they're claiming that they're fact-checking and they're sta- you know protecting us and all that bullshit. Absolute bullshit. The fact that in, in such a seminal point in time, you would reasonably need need to have m- access to more diverse, if you want to use that term, multifaceted information as possible to be able to navigate your way. But instead, what's happened is they have given us a singular path to walk on, and that's it. That's not our fault. That's not our fault. We've tried to push back on that, you know. Uh, RoboThink says, do they uh, do they tell the hospitals to expect record numbers of kids with polio-like systems in uh, the next year? Polio-like sim- uh, si- symptoms, maybe you said polio-like symptoms? Is that systems? Maybe those autocorrect. Uh, in the next year? Just a coincidence, vaccine has nothing to do with it. They have begun prepping on, um, we've seen many advertisements and campaigns where they're talking about how kids get heart attacks too, and it's very common, and it could happen to anybody, and... You know, we have other articles where like, oh, the strange heart issue that's happening to women as young as 22. This is a New York Post article and stuff. This is the kind of things that they've done. Advertisements on buses and in subways and on television and uh, BBC have done commercials about it. How kids are just, they can't go out and run and jog because they get heart attacks too now. And like all kinds of weird things like that, that they've laid the groundwork. So when it begins to happen... They just can say, oh, well, we knew this. We, yeah, we've been warning about this for, for, uh, for some time now. Arn Jim says, bro, uh, you never have to apologize for dropping F-bombs when the shit uh, done to our children is too much to report on. Um, when the shit done to our children is too much to report on, uh, it is the sign that you're human. This will be uh, on their hands for doing this to the children. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. Black Phillips says, Henrik, as an aside about the vax, the young nurse who was the first volunteer in public for the vaccine and collapsed at the press conference. Um, yeah, that was the uh, from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Excuse me, <clears throat> I forget her name now. But yeah, no one knows if she's still alive. I've heard that too. 
Uh, even 4chan tried to find out and couldn't say for sure. Really bizarre. Yeah, so they have this, oh, she she wants to be alone with her family. She doesn't want this to be a media event. And she has just basically vanished and disappeared. So I, many people claim that she died. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past him. And that's why, you know, when these, you know, that's why when you see these people from now, I think from that point on, and you see people who are at least somewhat high profile in the media getting these shots and stuff. Not these kids that we looked at. They, they're probably given the, the real thing. But when you see Biden and Kamala, Kamala getting their uh, boosters and all that stuff, all of that's going to be uh, uh, fake. It's going to be as fake as the sets they're sitting on or in front of. Because they cannot risk another adverse uh, event. And furthermore, they go up to the podium and talk afterwards, as far as I remember, right? Do they sit around for 15 minutes? Maybe, maybe they did, right? But even if they did, that would be for show, I would assume, right? But no, they can't. They cannot risk that. Cannot risk this. Blastaliso says, killing the kids is depressing, bro. Talk about a black pill. Yeah, I... I it's fucking insane. It's absolutely insane. Who knew we would see the day? And who knew we would see the day... When they're standing and they're applauding this, they're cheering these kids on, you know, good for you for doing your part. I know California says, thank you for your righteous indignation, Henrik, you were sharing the same, um, you were sharing the same feelings I felt while watching them abuse those children. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, I don't know, it's, it's rough to, and then afterward, after the stream, I'll feel I, I didn't. That I didn't scream enough about it. Essentially, that's that's basically what I feel every time. I didn't make you know, not big enough for a fucking scene about it, and it doesn't matter. I can sit here and whine and scream all I fucking want. It's not going to change these parents' minds now. It's it's done. It's done. It's fucking done. <laughs> all right. So let's try to get into this thing here. Um, of just knowingly what these people have done, right? Whistleblower exposes multiple issues with Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial. Let's read a little bit from this here. Leading medical journal, the British Medical Journal, I believe it is, I have the source right there for those of you who don't think this is real or something like that. Let me let it load here. There we go. <clears throat> here it is, the BMJ. I think it's the British Medical Journal. The paper is called COVID-19 Researchers Researcher Blows the Whistle on Data Integrity Issues in Pfizer's Vaccine Trial. God, am I losing my voice a little bit again? That's, that's a bummer. Revelations of poor practices at a contract research company helping to carry out Pfizer's pivotal COVID-19 vaccine trial raises questions about data integrity and regulatory oversight. Paul D. Thackett reports, right? So this is a, a summary uh, the piece we'll look at here from RT. Leading medical journal, the British Medical Journal, has published an incendiary report exposing faked data, faked data, blind trial failures, poorly trained vaccinators, and a slow follow-up on adverse reactions in the phase three trial of Pfizer's COVID jab. Imagine my shock. Central to this expose is Brooke Jackson, who for two weeks served as regional director of Ventavia Research Group, the company contracted to assist with the pivotal trial. She provided the BMJ with dozens of internal documents, company documents, 
photos, audio recordings and emails supporting her concerns. Jackson reveals that Ventavia staff who conducted quality control checks were overwhelmed by the volume of problems that they were identifying. She repeatedly informed her superiors of poor labor, uh, laboratory management and patient safety and data integrity issues. In a cited internal document from August 2020, shortly after the Pfizer trials began, a Ventavia executive identified three site staff members with whom to go over e-diary issues slash falsifying data, etc. One employee was said to have been subsequently verbally counseled for changing data and not, not, uh, not noting late entry. Jackson reported her concerns to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Sorry, I'm just checking one thing here real quick. Okay, I think we're good. Uh, Jackson reported her concerns to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The FDA bus was fired later the same day on the basis that she was not a good fit. In other words, you wouldn't obey and shut up and do what you're told and approve this thing because we're saving the world. In a recording of a late September meeting provided by Jackson in, in Jackson in which she meets met sorry with two Ventavia directors, the unwelcome pros, uh, prospect of an FDA inspection had been openly discussed. We're going to get some kind of letter of information, at least when the FDA gets here. I know it, one uh, said to Jackson. Another former Ventavia employee has confirmed that the company had been expecting a federal audit of its Pfizer vaccine trial, though this did not materialize. Interesting. A 2007 U.S. Department of Health report found that between 2000 and 2005, the FDA inspected just 1% of clinical trial sites, while in 2020, just 50 on-site visits were conducted. Great. In the aforementioned recording, an executive can also be heard explaining that when examining paperwork for trial quality control, the company wasn't able to quantify the types and number of errors that were being identified. In my mind, it's something new every day, the senior staffer said. We know that it's significant. An email sent in September by Ventavia, uh, to Ventavia by ICON, the research organization which, uh, with which Pfizer partnered on the trial, shows ICON was dissatisfied with Ventavia's inability to keep up with data entry queries. ICON reminded Ventavia that, quote, the expectation for this study is that all queries are addressed within 24 hours, noting that more than 100 queries had remained outstanding for more than three days. So they're, they're not doing their jobs, they're lazy at it, they're faking data. Among these queries were two cases in which test subjects had reported, uh, were reported with severe symptoms slash reactions. According to protocol, subjects experiencing grade three local reactions, severe redness, uh, swelling or pain at the injection site should have been contact, uh, contacted. Icon asked for confirmation as to whether contact had indeed been made as to um, so as to ascertain further details and determine whether a site visit is clinically uh, indicated and that the subjects forms uh, be updated accordingly right so basically following up is it what happened is it was it done right what happened the day after the meeting uh, were held with the directors Jackson submitted a complaint to the FDA she listed a dozen issues that she personally had witnessed including participants being placed in a hallway after injections and not being monitored by uh, clinical staff. 
a lack of timely follow-up of patients who experience adverse events, protocols deviations were not being reported, vaccines not being stored at proper temperatures, mislabeled laboratory specimens, and the targeting by Ventavia of staff who reported these problems. There we go. So if you, <laughs> exactly. So this is this is Pfizer, right? This is Pfizer doing this, and then they have a third party overseeing it, and they are, you know, even though that they are sloppy, it's not good enough when they don't obey. <clears throat> Jackson's account have been reinforced by several former Ventavia employees who have either since departed or been fired from the company. And, that, and that's always a good sign too, right? Remember the the uh, the two uh, heads part of the, the Pfizer team that ended up quitting over this, right? I just, the, 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 I think the official was something like, oh, there was, it was uh, certain d internal decisions or something, right? <clears throat> that they didn't agree with. And now, um, hindsight, we, I, I think we're understanding why, why they quit. They should never have done that. They should, but why, why are these people, why are they not speaking out, right? I think, I think they know. I think they know to, to get out, to, to remove themselves, to get out of harm's way, basically to save their own ass. That's what I think this is about. They see where it's going, but they don't speak out. They get out to save their ass. I mean, I hope that's not true. I hope they're, you know, but that's what it's looking like at this point. Major red flags. Jackson's account has been reinforced by several former Ventavia employees who have either since departed, yeah, I mentioned that, uh, departed or fired. An executive presenter at the uh, September meeting has since apologized to her, assuring her that everything she had complained about was spot on. Two of those employees spoke anonymously to the British Medical Journal, confirming broad aspects of Jackson's complaint. One who has worked on more than four dozen clinical trials during her career said that she has never experienced such a helter-skelter work environment like that she encountered during the Ventavia's Pfizer trial. Holy shit. She also confirmed that the problems pinpointed by Jackson had persisted at the company after her dismissal. Of course it had. For instance, in several cases, there hadn't been enough employees to swab for infection. Um, all trial participants who, who reported COVID-like symptoms. Okay, interesting. I've never had to do uh, what they were asking. I never had to do what they're asking me to do ever. It just seems like something a little different, than, uh, a little different from normal. The things that were allowed and expected, the employee told the British Medical Journal. I don't think it's a good. Uh, I don't think it was good, clean data, data that the trial generated. It's a crazy mess. The second former employee echoed the first comments, describing the environment at Ventavia as unlike uh, as unlike any they had experienced in their 20-year research career. They also alleged that shortly after Jackson was fired, Pfizer was notified of problems with the vaccine trial at Ventavia uh, and that an audit took place. Yet, in the briefing document Pfizer submitted to the FDA's advisory committee December 2020 in support of its application for emergency use vaccine authorization, no mention was made of any problems at Ventavia. Of course not. The day after, uh, authorization was duly granted. In August this year, after full approval was granted for Pfizer's jab, the FDA published a summary of its inspections of the company's vaccine trial sites. Nine of the 153 had been inspected, Oh, that's, that's a good bunch right there then. But none of those had been operated by Ventavia, and no inspection had been conducted at all in the eight months after the December 2020 emergency authorization on the basis that, quote, the study was ongoing and the data required for verification and comparison were not yet available. That's right. So we just, we just, the clinical trials are still ongoing too, though, many of them, right? 
Pfizer has since hired Ventavia as a research subcontractor to work on four other clinical trials. The use of the COVID-19 vaccine in children and young adults. Oh, great. So we know that this is safe and effective then. Nothing to worry about when it comes to the, the data. The science is clear, ladies and gentlemen. A COVID-19 trial involving pregnant women as well, and a trial of COVID-19 booster doses, and a trial of a jab for respiratory syncytial, is that what you call it, syncytial virus? RT contacted Pfizer's press office, office for man, uh, for comment, but the email email bounced back. Okay, great. Returning in the automated message, the recipient's mailbox is full and can't accept messages now. Safe and effective, folks. Tra absolutely transparent. Nothing to worry about. There are a couple of, couple of articles about this too here, but here's the uh, the piece right here. A absolutely unbelievable, right? FDA knew about numerous adverse events for children related to Pfizer vaccines, approved it anyway. The Food and Drug Administration approved an emergency use authorization, right? For the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for children as young as five-year-old, despite the fact that its Pfizer-connected advisory committee knew about numerous adverse events that were reported in Pfizer's clinical trials for children, including adverse events that were determined to be re uh, related to the clinical vaccine trial. The briefing packet for the FDA advisory committee meeting shows that the FDA advisors um, use clinical studies sponsored by BioNTech and conducted by or supported by Pfizer to approve the vaccine for young children. Talk about a conflict of interest. National File reported on the FDA's advisory committee's massive Pfizer connections. That's what um, uh, uh, you mentioned there, right, um, Michael? Yeah, th that's a link you from Natural News. It's the same story, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, right? We've talked about this. Gottlieb, all, all these, the swing door, what do you call it, revolving door politics that go in off politics right into, you know, the board of Pfizer. Scott Gottlieb is a big one, right? He goes on CNBC and talks about how, you know, the, the safe and effective these vaccines are while he's literally on the board making money from, from this. It, it's fucking criminal. They're criminals. These people are criminals. They're criminals and they need to be held accountable. They need to be punished. There's there's no other way out of this. There, there's no other way. The fact that we've failed this drastic, this significantly and this drastically just shows how how far gone we are, how far gone our society is, how far gone our civilization. It's I mean it's basically over. It's basically over. If you can't protect your kids and if you can't ensure their their future, that's it. What else do you have? There's nothing, right? When it's come to immigration, we've let them down. When it comes to all the, the lockdown stuff, we've let them down. When it comes to the pedophile issues and the LGBT issues and the, the gender, pushing the gender stuff, we've let them down. When, when it comes to the anti-white issues, we've let them down. And when it comes to the fucking medical tyranny, these mass, mass sterilization, uh, heart attack inducing mass campaigns of, of vaccines, we've let them down and we've failed them as well. So what kind of adverse events were discovered in the clinical trials? Is this, is this reporting on the, is this the same? This is a different, these are different studies. Let me just read a little bit from this then. The advisory committee meeting brief, uh, briefing packet published by the FDA shows that clinical trials found related illnesses, including lympho, 
lymphadenopathy. That's that's how that's where you're going to get arthalgia, parathesia, nervous tick, hematoesia, characterized by bloody stool, which sent the participant to the emergency department. Pyrexia, fever. Uh, neutropenia, low white blood cell count, right? That's isn't that related to the the T the T cells and all that stuff that the vax is doing, right? I could be wrong on that, but I think that's that's related to that hypersensitivity reaction, angioedema, and rashes. Meanwhile, a case of the blood vessel disorder, Henoch Shonlin purpura, was reported, but was conveniently classified as non-related to the vaccine experiment. That's right. We can't know if it. Take the vaccine, you die a couple of days later. Well, you're not fully vaccinated. It's unrelated to that. Page 15 lists an overview of clinical studies. Two clinical studies are listed. The first clinical study listed is Phase 1, 2, 3 regional study, blah, 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 which was sponsored by BioNTech and conducted by Pfizer. The other clinical study listed is Phase 1, 2, 3 pediatric study, blah, 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 which is listed as being sponsored by BioNTech and supported by Pfizer. Oh, good. So a little, you know, that's how we correlate, right? The Pfizer, you have two entities. <clears throat> it would be like uh, alphabet checking uh, up on... Uh, you know, Google's, the efficacy of Google search results. Oh, no, they're objective. We, 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 uh, seems fine to us. Another pediatric study is an ongoing study that it was used by the FDA for approval of the vaccine for ages 5 to 11. That's right. The FDA's meetings, meetings data was taken from an ongoing study conducted by the very makers of the vaccine. The information below comes from the FDA briefing packets review of Pfizer's pediatric study, and I guess it gets a little, it gets a bit te technical there. But yeah, it's with uh, uh, the different uh, uh, ailments that they listed above, we we mentioned and stuff, right? So you have the uh, you have the wolf or the fox, I guess is uh, this the term, right? The fox guarding the hen house, as it was, and even when you get these supposed impartial observers. They have a finger in all of this. They have a financial gain. They're on the board of Pfizer. They've been bribed by Pfizer. It's all it's all Pfizer. It's all it's all Pfizer. Let me do a couple of these here. Um, I think actually I think we're caught up. Okay, I thought there was a couple of new ones there. I think we're caught up. Let me check. Uh, I haven't checked Odyssey. Again, I had an issue. I, I do apologize if there's anyone sending over on Odyssey. Um, I had an issue with uh, the RAM just running out of my computer when uh, when I opened the uh, when I opened the Odyssey uh, browser window for some reason. So, so uh, sorry about that. But I'll I'll, ch I'll check real quick. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us over on Aussie. If it's working okay for you over there. Yeah, we talked about this then. The FDA committee members reviewing Pfizer vaccine for children have worked for Pfizer, have big Pfizer connections, right? And we talked, I think one of the main guys they talk about first is, is uh, Scott Gottlieb. <clears throat> um, here's the meeting rooster. Uh, let me see here. Acting Chair Ar Arnold, Arnold S. Monto was paid by Pfizer's consultancy as recently as 2018. Stephen Pergam got the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, building trust in safe and effective coronavirus. Okay. Okay. Let me see here. Yeah, I didn't have time to go through this before we started here, but okay, I guess they, they're just... Uh, Myron Levine has mentored some U.S. postdoctoral fellows 
And one of his, <coughs> excuse me, proteges happens to be Raphael Simon, the senior director of vaccine research and development at Pfizer, right? There's all these incestuous uh, relationship. James Hildreth was a temporary voting mem- member, made a financial interest disclosure for his meeting in which he disclosed more than 1.5 million in relevant financial interest, including his work as president of the Murray Medical College, which administers Pfizer coronavirus vaccines. G- uh, Gita K. Swami, listed as the chair of the Independent Data Monitoring Committee for the Pfizer Group B Streptococcus Vaccine Program, a committee sponsored by Pfizer. Duke University states that Dr. Swamy serves as a co-investigator for the COFR, for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trial. Greg Sylvester, right? There's a bunch of people here that are listed to, but yeah, Scott Gottlieb. Maybe he wasn't directly now involved, you know, in, in verifying or checking it. But he's one of the media mouthpieces that are out there now, sitting on the board of Pfizer and still saying that it's like, oh, this is... Uh, it's fine. It's safe and effective. In fact, everybody should take it. All right. It's it's just it's just it's just too much. Um, Indian television exposes how Pfizer's Pfizer bullies and blackmails countries for COVID shots. Desperate countries forced to make humiliating concessions. Let's check out this video here. Um, this is good too, and we've I've, we've mentioned I think in the past of some of this that they bring up here that they have um, asked countries to hand over like uh, uh, like assets that the countries hold as liability and weird shit like this, like uh, bu- embassy buildings. Uh, she lists them all here. The the reporter here, or the you know the host or the teleprompter reader, or whatever. But it's a good it's a good piece. Let's check it out. Primetime show in India exposes how Pfizer bullies and blackmails countries for shots. Let's listen to this a little bit here. Talking about common good, Wuhan virus vaccines are supposed to be a global public good. But what happens when a vaccine manufacturer starts bullying? Governments are silenced, supplies are halted, and profits take precedence over saving lives. I'm not describing a hypothetical situation here. I am describing what Pfizer is doing. The American pharma giant, it is doing all of this. It is bullying countries to submit to its demands. We first reported about this back in February this year. While countries like India are sending free vaccines to poorer nations, there are companies like Pfizer which are bullying governments. Pfizer asked to be compensated for the cost of any future lawsuits. Pfizer wanted Argentina to put, and listen to this, put its bank reserves, its military bases, and its embassy buildings at stake as collateral. These are Pfizer's demands. Look at this. Number one, Brazil waives the sovereignty of its assets abroad in favor of Pfizer. That the rules of the land be not applied on Pfizer. Number three, that Brazil take into consideration a delay in delivery. Number four, that Pfizer is not penalized for it, for a delay in delivery. And number five, in case of any side effects, Pfizer be exempted from all civil liability. Eight months have passed since we reported this. Pfizer has not changed. It is still putting profits above public health. It is still forcing governments to bend to its will. An advocacy group has thrown up more details of what Pfizer does. It has accessed some confidential contracts of Pfizer. And we have a copy. These contracts are with nine countries and blocks. And the details are shocking. 
Desperate countries are being forced to make humiliating concessions to Pfizer. We went through the entire report. We found six very important points worth highlighting. Number one, Pfizer has the right to silence governments. It has forced countries to not talk about the deals they strike for shots. Number two, Pfizer controls the donations of its shots, not the country that buys them. Pfizer will decide where the shots go. Number three, Pfizer has secured an intellectual property waiver for itself. And this clause is particularly disturbing. If Pfizer is accused of intellectual property theft, governments will pay, not the company. Number four, if there are disputes, private arbitrators and not public courts will decide on them. Number five, Pfizer can go after state assets to secure its compensation. And number six, Pfizer calls the shots on all key decisions. It decides delivery timelines and more. These are very serious revelations. I'll give you some more details. Number one, Pfizer is silencing governments. How? Through contracts. These airtight contracts are at the center of everything. They can silence governments in ways you can't even imagine. Look at what happened in Brazil. Pfizer agreed to supply its Wuhan virus vaccines to Brazil. And it sneaked in this clause in the agreement to force Brazil to not share any specifics about its deal with Pfizer. Let me read it out for you. This is what it says. The Brazilian government is prohibited from making any public announcement concerning the existence, subject matter or terms of the agreement or commenting on its relationship with Pfizer without the prior written consent of the company. In other words, Brazil cannot talk about the Pfizer deal until it gets an approval from Pfizer in writing. This basically is a private company muzzling a government. And that's not all. Pfizer also gets to decide who will get the shot. Suppose someone wants to donate Pfizer shots to Brazil. Can they do it? They cannot. The Pfizer agreement restricts Brazil from accepting donations. No one can donate Pfizer vaccines to this country. They cannot use the Pfizer shot until they buy it. What happens if Brazil does not comply with these rules? The consequences will be serious. Let me quote from the report again. If Brazil were to accept donated doses without Pfizer's permission, it would be considered an uncurable material breach of their agreement, allowing Pfizer to immediately terminate the agreement. Upon termination, Brazil would be required to pay the full price for any remaining contracted doses. So Brazil will have to cough up the entire payment and Pfizer won't even have to supply the full consignment of Wuhan virus shots. What happens if someone accuses Pfizer of stealing its vaccine technology, of intellectual property theft? The government will be forced to defend Pfizer. It's unbelievable. We had to read this twice to let it sink in. And guess what? At least four countries have been forced to protect Pfizer's patent. Meaning these governments are defending Pfizer for intellectual property theft. While the company is free to use anyone's intellectual property as it pleases. Colombia is one of these victims. I'll explain with an example. Suppose a domestic vaccine maker or any pharma company in Colombia goes to court and they accuse Pfizer of infringing their vaccine patent. Who will be the one fighting that case? Not Pfizer. Even though they're, they're, the, they're the accused party, it's not Pfizer and their lawyers who will be in court. It will be the Colombian government. The government will have to defend Pfizer. And if they lose the case, it will be the Colombian government that will have to pay the settlement, not Pfizer. What if these governments want to 
get out of these tough contracts. They won't be able to sue Pfizer at home. The matter will go to a secret panel of three private arbitrators in New York. Pfizer will be tried as per New York law and not the laws of the land where it sells vaccines. And these countries will pay heavily if they lose an arbitration. Pfizer can ask a government to shift control of state assets to compensate for losses. What kind of assets are we talking about here? Practically anything that a sovereign government owns, foreign bank accounts, foreign investments, commercial property, state-owned airlines, even oil companies, Pfizer can take over any or all of these from a government. Basically, everything happens on Pfizer terms once a country decides to buy its vaccine. Even the delivery of shots is decided by the company. In Brazil, in Albania, in Colombia, Pfizer gets to decide the delivery timetable for vaccines and the countries will have to agree to whatever they're given, whenever they're given. Pfizer, of course, gets to decide the price. It sets the delivery timelines. It accepts accountability for nothing. And in case someone sues the company, it's the government that foots the bill for the damages, not Pfizer. There is no other way to describe Pfizer's business practices. This is vaccine terrorism. Vion is now available in York. Yep, there you go. Fucking good segment. Uh, good for them for doing this. And you don't see any of this shit in the West. India has been very, I mean, they've been very good. What would the... the Good for them. I mean, the vaccine rate is, I think, not over 17 percent or maybe 18 now or something, but very low. And of course, it's also over, right? Uh, the pandemic there is over. They treated it with the, the right things in the beginning and they're, in fact, exposing these companies. But this has to be what's related to what the Romanian politician in the EU parliament talked about. We played this in the Weekend Warrior show, Weekend Warrior show, too. It doesn't mention, I believe it doesn't mention what pharmaceutical company, but with this in consideration, what she mentioned that um, Pfizer has done with other countries, most likely it is Pfizer, but it could be reasoned AstraZeneca would have something similar. I think they have a more of a stronghold in Europe, right? Um, but maybe even Moderna, but it's probably Pfizer. They're dominating this market now. Uh, listen to what he said regarding this. The, the contract and the <clears throat> again, the, uh, the transparency issue here, right? Listen to this. A lot of debates at the beginning of this year in the parliament where we demanded full access to the contracts signed between these companies that produce the vaccines and the European Union. And I quote from an article in Euroactive who says the following, you know, it's an article from January 22nd, 2021, that says the following. The contract signed between pharmaceutical company and the European Commission in November of 2020 was made available to MAPS on Tuesday in a redacted format after the company agreed to open the contract up to scrutiny. Say what? Say what? So you're imposing a medical product on the European citizens without them knowing what's in these contracts? Not only them knowing, but us, we don't know. So after a lot of pressure in the parliament, as the article says, these contracts were disclosed to us and to the public. And I want to show you some of those pages. And you tell me if this is okay for the European citizens to be exposed to this situation where they cannot come to work, they cannot enter a store, they cannot go with their kids to schools, where they cannot freely move from one country to another, 
unless in one situation he's vaccinated with one of these products. So these are the contracts that were disclosed by the Commission with the approval of the company. It is unheard of. And I will just show you the pages. These are the pages. You see? They call this transparency these days. So this is the fundamental principle, right? Of democracy. I'm asking you guys, is this transparency? Do you see anything? Because we don't. European citizens' money has been given by Ursula von der Leyen to these companies. What happened with those money? What are they? Why are they open with the people? Yep, there you go. Cuts off right there. Incredible, right? Incredible. And then, of course, in the wake of this, uh, Pfizer is making a killing, literally, amid pandemic and is now expected to uh, now expects a 36 billion dollar um, profit here up seven seven point five percent last time uh, you know we report on the numbers uh, because of the vaccine sales after this year um, uh, third the third quarter right CNN had the story to Pfizer revenue and profits soar on its COVID vaccine business yeah yeah you think and no one is saying no one no one is saying anything right I guess we could play this one uh, I guess we could play this one clip here too this one right this is what you this is what you're getting from your from your leftists here, your fa- look at that the the um, ball cap there too, right? This is what your this is what your commies on on TikTok are talking about regarding the vaccine. Listen to this. So I'm hearing a lot of stories about ICUs filling up in hospitals and hospitals having to make decisions about who gets an ICU bed. That's terrifying enough. But is a is uh, <clears throat> a an example of uh, of good health here. Uh, this uh, this communist. The problem I have is that I've heard that they are maybe not able to give an ICU bed to people having a heart attack or a stroke. Okay, my dad has a heart condition. He has heart disease. He's had six, seven, maybe even eight heart attacks. One of them a widow maker. God willing, he survived all of them. He is double vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. He's going to get the booster as soon as it's available. You are telling me my dad's lived in fear for 18 months of this virus that if he gets it, he could die just to get the vaccine, hoping that it would be okay now. Now, if, if he has something wrong with his heart and he has to go to the hospital, he could be turned away because the hospital is dealing with unvaccinated people, people who are too selfish to get the vaccine. Are you fucking kidding me? How the fuck is this real? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's going <clears> to <throat> lecture us about uh, uh, what you need to do to stay healthy, this guy. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm sure it's coming, though, down the pipe. You know, people like this who think they're like, <clears throat> you know, they're agreeing with the system or they're backing it up or whatever. And thinking that somehow they're going to be spared from when, like, they actually start saying, uh, actually, you can't, you know, that they'll use they'll use these groups like this guy's part of, you know, communism, whatever. But uh, the, the, the weight class that he's in, they'll use them for as long as they can. To kind of bludgeon everyone else, you know, fat shaming and these kinds of things, while they're finger wagging at you that if you're you have if you haven't taken the vaccine, you're unhealthy. You have to take your responsibility. So you don't end up in an ICU bed now. You don't get any issues with your body, right? While this guy was walking around, right? But they'll use them for as long as they can as a, as a you know to lecture other people until the very end, and then these people will be consumed by that system too, and they will tell them basically you can't, you know, your insurance will go up uh, because you're unhealthy, right? Um, now, look at this here, too. Uh, Pfizer sells uh, its uh, 
COVID-19 vaccine as a uh, it's a superpower to uh, to kids. Do you guys see this yet? Getting ready to fight COVID. All of us want to be superheroes. And the most important heroes are those that help others. This year, thousands of kids like us around the world joined the COVID-19 vaccine trial. Kid power. And when they did, they became all superheroes. Ah! To all the kids who volunteered, we'd like to say... Thank you for sharing your superpowers of... Courage. Trying new things. The ability to save people. The power to help people. Helping not just um, yourself, but many other kids. To not be scared. Be strong. Super brave. Bravery and courage. A superhero shot. Helping everybody. Fight coronavirus and help others. You're helping the whole entire world. Thank you. Evil. We are all superheroes. No. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, superheroes. Thank, Thank you. you. You're awesome. Brought to you by Pfizer. Fucking criminal. All right. All right. We'll end on this. I had some other stuff, and <clears throat> we'll save it for Friday. We're uh, we're going way over time here, so I got to wrap it up here. But uh, <clears throat> let's do this one. It's the last one. Then, last coercive measure. If they couldn't get you to all these things to do it, well, then do it for your penis. Doctor warns men to get the COVID vaccine, otherwise you won't get a boner. Apparently, yeah. Well, the vaccine is surely about to. That's definitely going to help you uh, with that. Let's uh, check it out. Here. Uh the first one. Wow. Um, I think it was at the library. The, the 1996 Olympics. Nicole Greenbaum's bar mitzvah. Yeah, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. Well, when you get it, it's kind of on your mind nonstop, you know. Did he just said he got a boner at the bar mitzvah? Okay, gotcha. Good. All right. All right, buddy. Thank you for uh, not fulfilling the stereotype. I remember really wanting to get mine for the first time. And when I finally did, I was so happy. Definitely get them multiple times a day. I'd say more than six. I don't remember every single one of them, but they're all special in their own way. Walking the street in a meeting. On my commute. Giving a presentation for a class. Oh, I got one at a cannon fair once. I guess you could say they're a pretty big part of my life. Actually, it's the only thing I give a damn about. Nowadays, when I get one, I try to hang on to it as long as possible. It's an extension of myself. There's honestly nothing quite like them. If I couldn't have one, it would be devastating and kind of boring. Men who have had COVID are six times more likely to develop erectile dysfunction. I'm sorry, what? Six times more likely. That's correct. What are you guys doing? Go get the vaccine. We're talking about your future boners here, okay? I mean, I would cut off my own dick to protect my future boners, okay? As I think about it, it doesn't make sense logically to cut off my own dick to save my future dick. But you know what I'm saying. It's just important. It's actually pretty simple. Get vaccinated, guys. Do it for your penis. There you go. Ha ha ha. Trust us. We're penis penis doctors. doctors. Listen to the doctors. 
These are penis doctors, not just your normal doctors. These are doctors of the penis. They went to a penis college where they studied everything that there is to know about your penis. Supposed to be funny, I guess. All right, uh, uh, there you go. The first. Let me let me stop that right there. <clears throat> all right, um, there you go. So that's what it's all about right there. The the dick, ma dick. The argument literally comes down to ma dick. And of course, it won't. Uh, won't help you protect you against any of that, but uh, you know whatever. Um, that's it's funny. So then you know maybe you'll go and get the the jab, and you'll line up and also become infertile, and you won't be able to have any kids. All right, uh, boys and girls, we are going to wrap up right there. I do appreciate your time today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I know it's a black billing show, but what the what the fuck are we gonna do here? You know what I mean. So you think on this, you mull on this and see what you can do uh, to help spread the word about this and get it out there and make people understand and, and, and make, make, make the right choice not to give their kids who are not at risk this poison that most likely, I hope not, I hope I'm wrong on this, but most likely ruin their life if not end it. Just think about the debilitating illnesses and, and disease that will come in the wake of this experimental shot. Even that alone will be a nightmare on its on its on its own, right? And then, of course, as they pivot, as they've mass vaccinated everybody and shit like that, as people start dying and stuff, they'll pivot. Just as you see in the image here, of uh, of swapping out, uh, you know, climate change, uh, you know, for the uh, take away the the COVID stuff, and and then swap out the climate change, and then the climate lockdowns, and then the full agenda twenty thirty, you know, kind of stuff. It's here. These people need to be stopped. Stopped. They need to be held responsible and liable, and uh, we need to. Um, uh, they, they need to be. Uh, we, we need to. They need to be. They need to be punished. These people. There's, there's no other way about this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how bad this gets. But uh, I. I fear the worst. That's. Uh, that's. That's all I, I'm going to say. I do fear the worst. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope we're wrong. I hope we're uh, stand with egg on our face in uh, two to three years, maybe four from now, uh, and we're proven wrong. And and that's the best outcome scenario that we uh, did. Um, uh, a few sh shows for about a year where we were uh, sad and upset and angry and uh, and uh, uh, we thought bad things would happen, but it actually didn't. And uh, they were all uh, they were all right. Our benevolent elite in charge and Pfizer who covering up and making billions uh, on mass murdering people uh, normally uh, just truly really were out to look out for us this time. I'm sure it will happen. All right, we'll be back uh, Friday. Actually, uh, I do have the equity video that should be up. Uh, if I can't finalize it tonight, it definitely will be up tomorrow. Uh, we're literally just on the on the tiny little tail end of that, so that should be up here. I do appreciate your support, guys. If you want to uh, check us out, uh, more content, of course, is up at RedEyesMembers.com right now. Check out the latest Weekend Warrior show. Uh, we do appreciate you. RedEyesMembers.com helps support the show. You can uh, use SubscribeStar as well. That's one option. SubscribeStar.com/RedEyes. Uh, when we reach uh, three, we're like nine away from three hundred right now. We'll do something special. We'll ask you guys what you uh, want us to do. Uh, you know, you can, we can juggle, you know, things like that. Now, we'll do a show or something. We'll do a, maybe a marathon or a video on a specific topic, maybe a call-in show, maybe AMA, whatever you guys uh, want. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but that's one uh, good option if you want to use your credit or debit card still. Uh, we cannot have it automated through our website because we're uh, thought criminals, and so we're banned from the financial uh, industry on a bigger scale. 
So just shoot us a DM over on Subscribestar or an email, no matter how, how you sign up, what you use, the Cash App or Entropy or uh, Crypto, whatever method you use. You have it all on redashmembers.com, really easy. Uh, but whatever method you use, send us an email, redashapprotomail.com. Let us know what username or email you have and that you've signed up and what method you used. And we'll activate your account manually. That's what you have to do uh, when you are a thought criminal. Uh, they extend your workload administratively uh, by 10 times. Uh, as a as another layer of, of punishment. But we do appreciate your support, guys. We'll be back with much more soon. Heads up, though. Uh, stay brave. I, I don't mean to br you know bring you down, but you have to understand the severity of the situation. We have to push back. We have to understand how serious this is. And we also have to understand that these people will be punished. We'll see you next time. Take care. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like Red Ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.